and SeacoastBank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. Someone's going to get offended. It's just the way the world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, the Phillips file. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I Oh, yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the start of the Phillips File. This one for Wednesday, December 6th in the year 2017. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever that stuff might happen to be. News, current events, of course, we'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And we'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. So take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. Check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Jim. Then send us a text on anything at any time. I promise we'll look at it. We'll read it. We may use it on the air. That's Real Mobile 770. Powered by David Moss Chevrolet and David Moss Toyota. But on the phones, long distance toll free, one 978 For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo's here. She has news in a few yes, minutes. Sir. We work off that. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well. Busy day. Wednesdays they are. Right after the news with Mo, a bonus round of closest to the pin. Of course, your opportunity to win that You Matter business card guaranteeing you good fortune for the rest of your life, followed by Jack's audio file. We have the regular round of closest to the pin today. It's a Wednesday, meaning we talk to Scott Maxwell. He writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Talk to him at about 535, 540 or so. Shot Doctor comes in at 6 for casting call and Shot Doctor beatdown. Then we'll find some drive-home music for you the last quarter hour and wrap things up with person, place, or thing before we hand it over to Tom and Dan. So let's take a couple of things that are making the news and not making the news so much. Uh, Al Franken will make an announcement tomorrow. The Minnesota senator, the Democrat, of course, uh, an increasing number of uh, senators, most of them female Democrats, came out today and called for his resignation, which means he will announce his resignation tomorrow, I think. I wouldn't uh, bet against that. And then the governor of Minnesota will uh, sign somebody, I believe, to fill his seat and blah, blah, blah. What this does, of course, this gives more strength, believe it or not, to the uh, the Republican Party to expel Roy Moore, should he be and probably will be elected uh, to the United States Senate in Alabama. Because that gives him a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, of cover, I think. Um, you think well, they're going to expel him? He's going to be elected. You said that your your guess is he's going to be elected, but then you think once he is elected, they're going to seat him and then expel him? Yes, I do. 
And the reason for that is they don't want that albatross around the uh, around their neck. They Let don't me- want that. They don't want, oh, the Democrats, the Democrats, the stand-up party, where they were strong enough to call for a senator's resignation. He was courageous enough to say, I'm going to do what's best for the best for the country and best for the party. And then the Republican Party doesn't do anything about an alleged uh, child molester. Yeah, they'll expel him, I think, if he gets elected. And he will get elected. Question. Oh, I don't think Question. Oh, I think he's going to get elected. Oh, yeah. I, I think yeah, he's probably getting elected. Alabama is expel. full of people who love child molesters. Because they're going to say that's what Alabama chose. Mm-hmm. No, because uh, they need to, because they don't want to be identified as the party that protects uh, child molesters. Question. Because now the worry is, I mean, if you donate to the GOP, you're donating to the party that uh, protects child molesters, and they don't need that. I think that's too big of an albatross. And I don't know what the rule is in Alabama, or the rule is if they expel a U.S. senator, does the governor of Alabama appoint another Republican? Or is it another Here, special you got election? Your, got your Republican. Yeah, I think that's the case. Or maybe there's a special election. I don't know. I think the governor gets to appoint, the governor of any state gets to appoint a replacement senator, until the end, which would serve the entire term. Right. And then, you know, uh, yeah. the next election they have to run again. However, I am assuming it's a governor, uh, a Republican governor yeah, in Alabama. Yeah. You're sure. correct. Of course. So they they just need them to win, and then they can do yeah. what they want. I think they'll get rid of them. Then they hold the seat. They might take a while, but I don't think it's going to be immediate, but I think it will uh, take a while. So Franken to make his announcement tomorrow. More senators call for his uh, resignation. Increasing number of people who say uh, they were uh, groped. Uh, by Al Franken before he uh, was a senator. Was a senator and what so is going on with goes. people? What do you mean? What's going Grabbing on with people? Everyone. They, they, you grab people. I. You don't grab people. No. Nope. Who's? Why are people grabbing people? Well, I th- be, well, people are more aware of that now than they were maybe twenty or thirty years ago. Twenty or thirty years ago, the you know the the male culture. You know, look the other way and uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And uh, not to say that every male or every man engaged in that kind of behavior, but to a certain degree, it was allowed. It wasn't it was a go. It wasn't go get him, but it was look the other way or don't talk about it. Or that guy's a pig and, and nobody would say anything about it. That's just the nature. That's part of the nature of the culture as it existed 20, 30 years ago. I don't think there's any question about that. You know, and now it comes back to uh, haunt you, especially to the degree that you engaged in in that in that behavior. If you're a political figure or a big name, mm-hmm. uh, the fact of the matter is you're going to get caught in the ringer. But this is not, uh, you know, what's going on with these people from Hollywood or in politics or anything else is no different than when the culture was 30 years ago. It was just uh, kind of uh, look the other way, and to a certain degree, what's the what's the big deal? And uh, so what? And uh, now the culture has changed, I think, much uh, for the for the better. And uh, so we move on. You get caught. You get caught in a ringer. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Trump as uh, President Trump has formally recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, reversing nearly seven decades of American foreign policy. This is too involved, too complicated for us to get into right now. Uh, The only thing that I keep hearing is this is just going to this is going to be a mess. And um, going to create some violence. Yeah, some violence sure. could very well come out of this. I'm not quite sure why he did this, unless he just wants to solidify the evangelical base that just loves this idea. Uh, I don't know anything more than that. I am not an expert on this. All I know is what I read, and uh, a lot of the pundits are saying, "Don't be surprised." <clears throat> excuse me, if a lot of violence in the Middle East 
uh, comes out of this. Let me see what else is going on. Eatonville. I will talk a little bit about this. Uh, one of the we mentioned this yesterday. Of course, we didn't get into it, but one of the first police officers. There's something rotten here. There's something. There's something we don't know, or somebody's really getting a raw deal. One of the first police officers who responded to the Pulse nightclub shooting in June of 2016. Man, time flies, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, and now suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder. He was diagnosed by a psychiatrist, by the way. Uh, he's being dismissed from Eatonville's police department. Eatonville, of course, just north of Orlando, sitting next to Maitland and Winter Park, uh, one of the first black incorporated towns in the United States of America. Very small town, very small police department. Anyway, the council, town council, last night voted uh, to pay Corporal Omar Delgado about $1,200 before taxes in accrued sick time. He's been with the department for nine and a half years. Uh, an additional six months, get this now, an additional six months of employment would have allowed him to become vested in the pension system mm. and collect 64% of his salary with benefits for life. Delgado makes about $38,500 a year. As it stands now, he will receive only 42% of his salary starting when he's 55 years old. He's 45 now. Now they signed him, gave him desk duty. And uh, and um, why couldn't they have hung on for six more months? I have no that? idea. Unless there's something they're mean. Well, I don't know. Unless they're well, maybe. But unless there's something going on, and they can't comment about it, you're not allowed to comment um, about yeah, it. Yeah, someone's. So, so I don't know. If something's going on with. But it seems to me something just on the face of it, public relations wise. Yeah, it's stinky. But I mean, they don't care in the city of Eatonville, you know. They don't. But this guy is uh, certainly was a hero. And he's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, it just seems to me. Unless something really bizarre happened, they say, we just we can't talk about it. It's a personnel decision. We're not allowed to talk about it by law. We're not going to talk about it by law. But if we could, oh, my God, you might agree with this. But I don't get that idea. I don't know why they're mm-hmm. doing this. I don't know why they are doing this. The optics or later, are terrible. The, the optics, optics are horrible. The, you're absolutely correct, Mo. The optics are terrible. Delgado was lauded as a hero at Pulse for saving Angel Cologne, who had been shot several times as gunfire erupted inside the nightclub in June Mm -hmm. of 2016. He returned to patrol duty for a few months after the massacre that left 49 dead, but he had to stop um, because of his uh, PTSD. For the past eight months, he worked a desk job answering phones and doing light tasks, but they have decided to let him go. Six more months. And his uh, benefits would have been a lot larger than they are right now. One other thing before I break, and uh, Mo has the news. So the news junkie, you turn me on to the show on Netflix. It's brand new. It's called Shot in the Dark. And it's a uh, kind of a series, but it's a documentary following these uh, television uh, or video stringers in Los Angeles who uh, work late at night. You know, responding to, uh, you know, to crashes and fires and, and, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. to get the video for these television stations because they don't have the money to have people out at night roaming all over the place waiting for something to happen. So it's really, and it's, I mean, it's really well produced. Very, very well produced. I would encourage you to watch one episode like I did today. But something, I'll tell you, you know how I get with productions sometimes. Oh, you saw something? Yeah, well, you know, they're all in their cars. 
you know, speeding off. They got scanners and they've got uh, at least uh, walkie-talkies. Yeah. They got all this stuff to keep. I mean, you look at the car. And holy mackerel, it's a lot different than what it was when I was a reporter. When we had one little scanner, maybe right. they got these scanners and all this high-tech equipment. Off they go to a fire, or off they go to a car crash, or off they go. You know that if it leads, it bleeds kind of material that TV stations want. So they hire these guys. Usually they pay the first guy to get the best shot, all right? So the first guy to get the video and get it to the television station is usually the guy that gets paid. But what bothers me about whether it's in a movie or whether it's in something like this when they're in cars, Mm -hmm. right? Uh Uh-huh. They're in cars that have automatic transmission. But I guess in post-production, they put in the sound of a car with a manual transmission. No way. So off they go, and you're... <laughs> and I'm going, automatic transmission doesn't do that. No, it just like it just kicks in. Just clunk, clunk, clunk. And kicks into yeah, that sure. overdrive or whatever you want to call it. There's no... It sounds like a Lamborghini and a guy who's driving a Honda Civic or something. It just drives me... The pr- other than that, it's 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 kind of interesting. What was that? What was that? Nightcraw- Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. That movie with, uh, what's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, which wasn't too bad. And that this is patterned after that, I think. Or that movie was patterned after these types of guys shot in the dark on Netflix. You're That's sh- an automatic Are you transmission. Sure it's on, it's, are you sure it's done on post-production? Yes. They lay uh, it down afterwards? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's cheese bowl, yes. you're right. Everything mm. else is superb when it comes to the production, other than that shifting. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Give the gift that will have your friends thanking you throughout the year. Send them a box of steaks from Omaha Steaks. I did it last year. He's got the news that ain't gonna bore ya. There's more to run, there's more to run, there's more to run. From around the globe to around the block, there's something special for ya. There's more to run, there's more to run, there's more to run. She's got the news that ain't Time for the news. Here's Mo. Jim, the news brought to you today by McDonald's. I'm loving it. You'd mentioned the first, one of the first responders, Jim, to the Pulse nightclub tragedy a year and a half ago. He was employed by Eatonville, and yesterday at a city council meeting, he was summarily shown the door. Uh, His last paycheck, his last day of work, will be December 31st, just a couple of weeks from now. Mm. The town council voted unanimously, give him a little bit of money and send him on his way. He has been lauded at a hero. You remember the victim, Angel Cologne. He's been all over the news. Anyway, um, he returned to his post at uh, Eatonville. Yep. And uh, PTSD, it couldn't couldn't shake it. Never got really treatment for it. Too many people, uh, too much going on in his head, playing in his head. And so for the last mm, eight months or so, not quite a year, 
Uh, he's worked at a desk job. He's answering phones. He's doing light stuff, but he's no longer on the street on patrol. And then just this past Monday was told, you know what? We're not going to give you even this light desk job now. You're out. A doctor did find him unfit to return to full police duty because of the PTSD. And now he says that's probably been a factor in his dismissal. Uh, the, the really creepy thing you mentioned as well. Factor and that what? Is, they can't fire him for that. Uh, no, but he thinks it was a factor in his dismissal. Nah, oh, yeah. nah, I wouldn't be surprised for true. Eatonville to be facing some kind of lawsuit. Some, some stinks about sketchy. this. Yeah. Plus, there's something going on with him where the city council and the town manager say, we can't talk about this. We're not allowed to talk about this. Here's the real so- kick in the pants, though, Jack. But Wait. Go. Okay, he's worked nine and a half years. If he worked ten years, meaning if he worked through the summer... He would get almost full vesting in the pension system. But by kicking him out on December 31st, he gets a fraction of a something and not really. It's ridiculous. What I'm trying to say is there may be that Mm. we're not aware of. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I understand. There may be something that's happened where they say we have no alternative but to terminate his employment. But they can't talk about it. They're not allowed to by law. Yes, that's true. The uh, Eatonville Police Department was asked why they were letting him go. They, of course, wouldn't confirm. They would only say, we reached an agreement. That's the best we could do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he's getting the screw job myself. But Actually, the mayor of Eatonville thinks it may that he may be on the short end of the stick as well. Because he questioned why money from the One Orlando Fund wasn't diverted to law enforcement and their families. You know, which I... I know that victims' families and injured families and all of these people were given money from one Orlando fund. But why, even the Eatonville mayor says, why weren't some of this money diverted to law enforcement for PTSD stuff? Well, uh, we have our good friend, I can't remember, Rayland, um, you know, who was the OPD officer. Jessica Rayland? Yeah, Yeah. she was up in Tallahassee yesterday testifying before a committee Mm because she's trying to get a law changed, essentially where I think workers' compensation would be diverted to some of these first responders when they're diagnosed with post-traumatic stress yep, disorder. And why not, for crying out loud? Mm-hmm. Her husband was among the, you know, an OPD crew that had the responsibility of going in there after mm-hmm. the medical examiner did uh, his or her thing and mm-hmm. to remove the, bo- you know, put the bodies in bags and get them out of there. Who wouldn't be screwed up after something like, I don't know. I know, it's upsetting. Well, it's upsetting. I shouldn't use those words, screwed up. Who wouldn't have Effect. traumatic... Yes. Mental injuries after who wouldn't? It's one of those things, though. Unfortunately, and if you, you can't wouldn't, see it, yeah, I know. if he didn't, then I'd say, what's wrong with you? If you have a limb missing, if you have a gunshot wound, they can see that and fix it. If you have something like PTSD, they can't see it, and because they can't physically see it, a lot of times they dismiss this as not really a thing. It's a thing. It's all that's always been you know, mental illness, mental instability. That's co- people can't connect to it because, you know, it's not tangible, pain in your arm right? or a broken. Of course, uh-huh. a cut. It's tangible. You're absolutely correct. But something like this, eh, are they faking it? Maybe they're faking it. All right. Next time there's uh, some bodies to remove from a murder scene, we'll send you in. And you see can, how you do with yeah, it. Okay? Crunch on the bodies too. Okay. So, uh, listen, uh, let's uh, let's move to another horrible story in in Orlando. A man who had clearly Islamophobia or something. He was a vandal and he vandalized a Central Florida mosque. He smashed windows. He smashed lights with a machete. And then, as if that wasn't bad enough, he left the scene and left on the doorstep bacon. I've seen his mugshot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, you can tell he's bad news. You know, sometimes I happen to believe mm-hmm. that sometimes you can look at people and say, 
I know. Oh, no. This is, this is not good for us. I need to take a little break. Mo will have the rest of the news, the birthdays, bonus round of closest to the pin at the top of the hour. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Southern California, Sunrail here in Central Florida may be on its last legs. Who knows? And Putin will allow Russians to compete in the Olympics. Oh, there's a Back doll. to the rest of the news. Here's Mo. I think we had a bet to settle. Yeah, <laughs> we got to wordsmith this a little bit. I there. think so. Uh, today is December 6th, 2017, and today is National Gazpacho Day. I like gazpacho. It seems like gazpacho. an odd season to feature Gazpacho Day in December. I think of it True. as more summer fruit and vegetables. Uh, but that's just me. Anyway, national- you got to have really good, good ripe, red, yes. r- red ripe tomatoes. That's correct. Good, yeah, nothing can. You Seems can, summery to me. Or these cold soup. Or these green Florida tomatoes that if you Hot didn't use tomato. them as a tomato, you could use them as a golf ball. Oh boy. Anyway, gaz- that hard. Gazpacho day. It has like a little cucumber, a little tomato, a little onion. Yeah, malicious. But anyway, good seems- stuff. Uh, cold soup seems summery, but whatever. Chopped egg on top. That's the way to go with a little drizzle of olive oil. Oh, Tom- yum. Tomorrow is a big day, not a food day. Tomorrow is a big day for Al Franken. It may be his last day mm. uh, because there are mounting demands for him to resign. He's gone. Uh, his office uh, has made the announcement he will have a speech to, or uh, comments tomorrow about this. Um, there are one, two, three, let's see, four, five, six or so uh, senators. Uh, all Democrats calling on him to step aside. Uh, I think it's, I think it's, uh, another woman accused now. Al of sexual misconduct in an account to Politico. Think he'll crack a joke? Mm, gosh, I hope not. What yes. has he got to lose? He did say that some of these allegations are categorically not true. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, and that's, anyway. Yeah, um, he's gone. Th- that's it. So, you know, some of it he says is not true. The Democrats are really beating the drum for him to be dismissed. Or for him to step aside. Uh, Chuck Schumer has had immediately no comment, but I'm sure he will join in that. Uh, Dick Durbin, the number two guy, uh, said that he uh, should resign from the Senate as well. Uh, UCF has canceled a play that was supposed to uh, debut in January. Yeah. or I'm sorry, February. What's that? Um, replacing it because the writer of this play is accused of sexual misconduct. <laughs> the New York Times recently reported nine women have come forward with allegations against a playwright. Uh, including sexual assault. His name is, uh, wait for it, Israel Horovitz. What do we know about Israel Horovitz? Just saying. Uh, Theater UCF is... He's one of the Beastie Boys' fathers. Mm, I don't know. Deal. (laughs) No, hold on a minute. I mean, he's not at UCF. No, correct. He's a playwright. They were going to run this play, and And now Theater UCF is replacing his play because of the... The stink around him. What? Uh, that he is a been accused of. Nine women accused him of um, sexual assault. Mm, so okay. they don't want anything to do with it. So now they have replaced his play called The Day Before Yesterday with another woman's play this time called Boy Gets Girl. And it'll run February through March. So uh, uh, yeah. classical uh, music outfit at UCF. It's not going to play any Wagner because he was a noted anti-Semite. Boy, I don't know. Time heals all wounds. Mm, mm. Well, it's too fresh now. I this guess. is National Influenza Vaccination Week. Got uh, a flu shot? I did not. I never do. But I've never had the flu. So I'm, I'm working. I'm okay so far. Floridians are reminded it's never too late to get a flu shot. Have you gotten yours? Yeah. Okay. The national, I'm, I'm not, not doing it. Me I'm neither. not doing it either. But my throat mm, is scratchy. Oh, boy. That's not the flu. It's a little scratchy scratch. You don't know. The Florida Department well, of Health. It doesn't mean you're not going to get the flu. But if you get the flu shot, they, might not be may, so bad. they say it may not, might mm. not be as severe. 
flu's they do the say worst. as well that this flu vaccine this That's year not the worst protects I mean, the worst thing you against infection and helps prevent the spread of seasonal flu to others while most of the cases yeah, of flu are mild there are exceptions in Carriers. late no- mm-hmm. in late november the uh, department of health in florida confirmed the season's first flu related pediatric death i think mo's got it right now she's sweating like a dog Oh, boy. How do you know that the flu vaccine that they're injecting you with doesn't have microbots that can be read by EPAS transponders uh, and can track your toll. whereabouts? That's the only reason I got it. Uh, yeah. There's Jim. A- Let's bring up the Find My Jim app. It's on my phone. Yeah, my old age, I get lost a lot. So you can just. Now they can find you. Catherine calls Catherine. and say, Where's Jim? I don't know. Oh, Let's check his flu shot. Hold on. Curry Ford. Uh, there was a big fire today tearing through a vacant Altamont Springs motel this morning. The Remington Inn, right by I-4 and 436, yeah. went up in flames. It was condemned because of damage from Hurricane Irma. There was no electricity to the building when the fire started. They had to crew, uh, evacuate nearby buildings in case the fire spread, but everybody's been allowed to go back into the buildings. Investigators are still trying to find out what caused that fiery crash that killed two adults and a kid yesterday Awful. morning on West Colonial Drive. It happened uh, near the fairgrounds on on Colonial. After the car hit a tree, caught fire, Mm. two deputies and a firefighter tried to pull the victims to safety, but the flames were too intense. They still don't know what caused it. Driving home last night down near uh, Lee Road, Mm -hmm. you know, lights and Florida Highway Patrol, I think a rescue truck, fire Uh engine. Off to the side was a car. It looked like it rolled three or four times. I don't know what. That didn't look good. TSA. Right near the boat place. Yes, oh, I know. Yeah. Near the Lamborghini place. Mm-hmm. Parker boat. Down in a ditch, yeah. all crumpled up. Right. Yeah. Like, Ew. Yeah. Uh, How do you do that? It's a straightaway. I don't know. Something must have happened. They zigged when they should have zagged. Man, they were blowing sure. the tire or something. Man. Mo, how many senators did you say are on calling for Franken? Oh, six. I think oh, it's, it's over up. 20 now. Oh, the women yeah, I'm talking about. they're all in there now. Oh. oh, I don't know. That's just the no, latest I think women they were to be on 10 to 14 when I left for work. I think it's over 20 now. Uh, Okay. That's uh, that's good. TSA agents at Orlando International Airport are telling passengers to leave your guns at home or put them in your checked luggage. They say, <laughs> so far this year, Jim, how many guns do you think they've confiscated by those trying to board a flight? So far since the beginning yeah, of the year, 150. Jan 1. What I'll say, say 150. I said 37. I will say 61. Your closest Pinkman, 86 guns, Jim. Are you kidding me? Wow. Oh, 86 guns have What's been confiscated. I always, lo- always love the excuses. <clears throat> I forgot. <laughs> that's what they say. Well, that's bad enough, isn't it? It yes. was in my gym you bag. You forgot you had a gun in your bag? Mm-hmm. That's true. They did. They forgot. 86 guns. So if you guns. forgot you had a gun in your bag and you needed your gun, you wouldn't know where to go get it? That's true. <laughs> they don't know. A doing. Mm-hmm. So in that case, you shouldn't have a gun. If you can't recall what you're doing with it. Mm-hmm. I bet you'll start remembering if they had a rule that says, look, if you try to uh, pass by, whether you remember or not, pass a, a gun through carry-on, you know, you don't get to have a gun for uh, for another couple of years. Many How about times, that one, sport? That'd be great. Many times people say, oh, this is my gym bag. I grabbed it at the last minute. Yeah, okay. If you're shoving stuff in your carry-on bag, and it's normally your gym bag, how about opening it up and looking and seeing what's in there before you shove in your sweat socks? Don't you pick what? it up and say, this is a little heavy. This seems weird. There's something in here. It's it's weighted. It's There's... my master lock. Oh, boy. Yeah. The man accused down in Martin County of but killing... You throw your wallet or... Uh, not right, your wallet. You throw some stuff in there and all of a sudden... Ah! Thanks. Oh, boy. Do you remember the guy who in Martin County in, uh, I guess, the Treasure Coast, you know, sort of mid-range uh, Martin County? Yeah. Uh, he not only killed two people, but he bit their faces off. Yeah, he, yeah. He bit them in the face. 
I do. You remember this fella, 20 years old? They were in the garage. He claimed he didn't know what they were doing or what he was doing wrong. This was in August of 2016. But that flock up. But... Yeah, well, no surprise oh, yeah. here. Um, Austin will be using an insanity defense. Uh-uh. Yes. No, no. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, you can use it, but then that's not going to fly. He stabbed those two people to death in the garage of their home and then bit their faces. Were you mm. insane when you took the substance that made you bite their faces off? I guess off? so. I don't know. Come on. I'm not sure. Nice try, bub. Uh, President Trump today formally recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. He said it was his Christmas gift to them. Oh, Yahoo! That's, <laughs> that's helpful to the Jews. Thanks. Thank I wrote uh-huh. that. That's, oh, that's funny. Oh, boy. Now... And if you listen to the audio, because I picked up some of the audio on the radio, and boy, towards the end, you know who he started to sound like? Frank DeFord. (laughs) Remember Frank DeFord in his later years when Mm -hmm. he got kind of mush mouth? Mm. And I guess he said, I am not taking a drink of water, because the last time I took a drink of water, even uh, Marco Rubio was making fun Mm -hmm. of me. So I'm not going to do that. So you can hear the, you know, he's talking like this. But his teeth are going to come out. Uh, Mr. Trump's remarks will be closely scrutinized, Jim, and has drawn a storm of criticism from Arabs, uh, from Arab leaders and European leaders and Muslim people and the Chinese foreign ministry and even Pope Francis. Evangelicals love this stuff. But Pope Francis even says, no, no, no. This is going to unleash a wave of violence across the region. Got that right. Because and then the return this of this or whatever. And then bad. this. And then Jesus returns. And hallelujah. And we're all going to. Mm, oh, Secretary please. of State Tillerson is uh, in Brussels. <laughs> whatever. And he is at a meeting. And Trump comes on and says this about Israel, right? So he's getting rebuked every minute over in, in Belgium. The European Union's top diplomat said, hold on. This is a threat. This is what he tells Tillerson. What is your guy doing? He is threatening peace in the Middle East. Our friendships with our allies have never been stronger. Mm, boy. <laughs> Mr. Tillerson. The respect by- that they have for the United States has never been as great as it, as it is right now. Mm-mm, not really. <laughs> Everybody pretty much hates us. Uh, Mr. Tillerson has been largely shut out. He's our Secretary of State, in case you didn't recognize the name. He's been shut out of the back and forth between Israelis and Palestinians that many Secretaries of State spend much of their tenure involved in. Instead... The Trumpster gave that task to broker Middle East peace to his son-in-law and the closest Jew that he knows, Jared Kushner. How do you do that when you're in Leavenworth? Who, Kushner? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You don't have enough time to do that when you're breaking rocks. He seems like he's a little soft to be breaking rocks. Yeah, it's Kushner. good for you. Uh-huh. And maybe it'll build Pick him up. Pick up that sledgehammer, start swinging buff. that around yeah, eight sure. hours a day, and put a little meat on those bones. Ferocious wildfires are devastating Southern California this afternoon. Hundreds of homes destroyed. Tens of thousands of people evacuated. Can you imagine? No. You're just sitting there, you're watching, you know, a football game or something. All of a sudden, police are roaring through the neighborhood. Get out and get out now. The fire started Monday. A second. Scary. I heard a football field a second. A football, yeah. Scary. Is that it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, It's um. The, the powerful winds are the problem. The fire started on Monday and whoosh. I mean, literally whoosh through all of these fancy neighborhoods. Santa Ana winds. Yeah. Dry. Very they dry. Call them, they named them Warm after. Warm and dry. Neighborhoods. One was the Ventura County fire. That's what, And then the largest one's called the Thomas fire. As of this morning, this biggest one has scorched an area as big as the city of Orlando. Scary. As, I mean, just maybe you didn't hear me. The Thomas fire has scorched an area in just two days as big as the city of Orlando. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Damn. That's not good. If you look at the photos, it looks like uh, in that movie, This is the End, when the rapture starts and all the hills are on fire. That's a funny movie. It is a funny movie. (laughs) I've seen it twice. I don't know what FEMA is thinking, Jim. FEMA, the federal emergency. like little girls. (laughs) 
<laughs> Running them around. <laughs> FEMA is, is asking some staffers yeah. to pay back overtime that they got Why? after the busy hurricane season. FEMA blamed an unprecedented hurricane season for forcing it to abide by federal statutes that cap overtime earnings and allow FEMA to garnish your future paychecks. According to an internal email FEMA reportedly sent in November this month, or last month, employees will still may still be ordered to perform work without receiving further compensation. FEMA will bill employees next year for any extra amounts that they got during the hurricane season. Sunrail has not increased ridership since the state began running the commuter train in 2014. Oof. In a couple of years, a few years, of course, then I think the locals have to take over control of That's this. That's true. And they're getting very, very, very nervous now. Jim, Time Magazine on it. has named its Person of the Year for 2017. It's actually persons, plural. Harvey Ta- Weinstein. No, that's incorrect. Ah. It was not Kim Jong-un. It was not the Trumpster. Time Magazine named, a, oh, this was a grouping again, a grouping this year. They called them the Silence Breakers as their what? 2017 Persons of the Year. Time silence is- Breakers. The mm-hmm. Me Too movement. Those those uh, those guys in uh, you know, Japanese ancestry, Japanese-Americans who helped uh, break Mm-mm. the code in World War II. No, no, those were, no, those were each and every one of them. Those wind were talkers. code talkers or something. Talkers. No. Time is honoring the women, Jim, who triggered... They're Bad attempt at a bad joke. Oh, boy. Time is honoring the women who triggered the national outcry over sexual harassment and the hashtag MeToo movement. They made the announcement this morning. It's Ashley Judd. It's, you know, the, one of them is anonymous, and it's got an Alabama woman who didn't want to go public. New York Times is running a three-page uh, investigative piece on Harvey Weinstein today. Three pages. Three full pages. Aye, aye, aye. Well, there you go. He's a pig. Ugh. Oh, yeah. This guy's a major pig. Horrible. More people will be flying this holiday season, providing a boost to an airline industry sitting under sagging profits. Uh, they predict now 51 million people will travel on airlines between December 15th. That's just a week or so yeah. away, right? And January 4th. And you get caught up north. No snowstorms. Hey, hey. Yank it hey, home. Hey. The reason that more people are flying this year is the fares are more affordable and the route options have been increased. They say that's what's bringing more passengers on board. Just saying. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Variety says that The Rock will be honored at a Hollywood ceremony on December 13th Mm -hmm. for being a global box office powerhouse. A Walk of Fame official says uh, that uh, Dwayne uh, does a great amount of philanthropic work. Good for him. Which is part of the criteria for getting a star on the Hollywood sidewalk. Seems like a nice guy. We should cut back a little bit on the the weightlifting. He's getting a little muscle bound. Oh, boy. And the teeth whitening. His next movie is Jumanji. It's How do re- they do that, by the way? White and White teeth. teeth? Yeah, so you more and more people. Let you put a thing in there. And, you know, older people have these super white teeth, and it was like, no. Doesn't look right. You know who was on the Carol Burnett show the other night? Who? Lyle Wagner. Steve from <laughs> Stephen Eady. Steve, Steve Lawrence. Is Steve his name. Lawrence. Yeah. He must be 100. He looks terrific. But a lot of plastic, a lot of uh, nip and tuck, mm. you think? Uh, not, he's got to be not almost too, 90. No, he's in his mid 80s. I think he's 83. Oh, that's all? Mm. Okay. You look good. Mm. I just want to say that. Stephen Eady. Steve, though. Stephen Eady. Very, very, very popular. Yeah. Oh, she passed away a long time Mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Sorry, going back in time, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, Stephen Eady. You know what I'm talking about there, Pinkman? No, he doesn't. Steve Lawrence? No idea. Eady Gourmet? Yeah, Eady. No idea. Blame it on the bossa nova? Blame it on (laughs) the bossa nova. (laughs) Good. Uh, Good for you. You you didn't miss anything there, I'm afraid, to say. Well, if you were back then up there. It was probably something, yeah. Mm -hmm. A report says the Islamic terror attack at the Ariana Grande concert, remember this, at Manchester Arena Mm -hmm. over 
across the pond in May could have been prevented now. A review by British police and intelligence agency said yesterday, information has been received about the bomber that could have put him under surveillance as a high priority target. He'd previously been investigated between 14 and 15 and, and was deemed a subject of interest by MI5 intelligence. That, that attack, though, at the Ariana Grande thing killed 23 people. He, it inclu- you know, he died in the attack as well. It also found the three extremists involved in four attacks in England earlier in the year had previously been investigated as well, but they didn't really clamp down on him or something. The report still credits police in Britain with stopping mm. most of the attacks. But if Daryl Payne was still over there with his mm. police dog, they would stop the... Nothing to see here. Move along. What's going on over here? <laughs> I want now. Move it along. And the, uh, Jim, the most popular... Let's take a look at that bomb. <laughs> oh. The most popular Spotify artist of 2017. Any ideas? Uh, the the, the uh, what? Jack, Britney Spears. The most popular Spotify artist of oh, 2017. Oh, yeah, that was uh, Taylor Swift. She was, it was not a she. It, it, the most listened to artist. Harry uh, Pinkman. Pinkman. Bruno Mars. No. Dang no, it. my guess was Pinkman. No. Oh, that's oh. true. Male. Male. Single Kendrick male. Lamar. Who? Country or no. uh, pop or. Uh, I would say pop. It's that redheaded. Uh, it is. Ed, Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. Yeah, oh, it is. my God. Yeah, point. It is. Half a point. Among some Half other, a point. T- among some other top uh you know, streaming artists were yeah. Drake, Coldplay, Kendrick Lamar. You mentioned Taylor Swift and Sia. Yeah, we got all those. Yeah, right, yeah we got all those. Sia. Sia. And Earth, Wind, and Fire is heading to Las Vegas. What? Uh, I think I have to book a ticket. They announced they will have a limited six-show residency at the Venetian. You get the senior citizen discount? They're all senior citizens. <laughs> I, I hope that I would. I don't know. One dollar for every ticket will be given to uh, by the band to the AARP? Las Vegas Victims Fund. Oh. Maybe. Tickets are supposed to be go on sale Friday morning. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh-huh. Just saying. Now let's get to birthdays. I can do that. Yes, sir. All right. Happy, happy birthday today to Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. Oh, Johnny Manziel, Manziel is down. Uh, he's what? 26. What team's he playing for? I don't know. Happy, no. happy birthday. 26. Exactly. Younger. Yeah, uh, go. 24. I don't do it. Know. 25. On the dot. Right there. Oh, you know what that means? Figures. Listen, just listen. Just enjoy this moment. Holiday magic. I don't like it. We're going to miss did. it when it's gone. All right. If I do this, his birthday's today. He's supposed to Stephen be Wright. funny. Yes, Stephen Wright. Ooh, that's, is that's my best oh, imitation. I thought it was Henry Kissinger. No. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be German person. Stephen Wright, comedian. I saw him live at the Beacon Theater in the 80s. I saw him at the Tupperware uh, Convention oh, yeah. Center down near Kissimmee. All right, how old I is he today? Nowhere. Leon Redbone opened up for him. When how I saw old him. is Stephen Wright? 67. <sighs> 70. Oh, 69. Who's low? You, Jim? I am. No, oh, Jack. Jack is. 62. No way. Yeah, it's going to be a great yeah, week. Yeah. He's always looking. <laughs> yeah. oh, he looks like hell, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, he does. He right. looks it's going to be a great hell. weekend. Okay. I know. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I've got two people here. I don't know I'll who, take to, it. who to pick. Oh, do you remember the show Northern Exposure? Yes. No. And the woman who starred in that, Janine Turner. Oh, the one no. with the mole? Who was, no, don't know her. Who was, she was in that awful movie with Sylvester Stallone, and that her pilot. career came to an end. She was a pilot in that show, remember? Wow. Wasn't she in the Northern Exposure? I thought she was the one with the short, dark hair. She was. Do you guys just want to pilot? trip down memory lane, or can we have someone else? Do you else? not know that? Okay, well, I'll, an I'll skip it then. You don't know it? Nope. No. Okay, fine. How about the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo? We'll take him. Ooh. Jack I'll say first. he is 62. Mm. 
Oh, no, no that would have been Stephen no, Wright. No, no, 60. Andrew Coleman was... Definitely not uh, 62. 59. Oh, please. 63. Jim, uh, 60. Dang it. Oh, and, uh, oh yeah. And I will tell you, Janine Turner from Northern Exposure is 55 today. Happy, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Good job, Mo. Thank you very much. We'll take a little break. Grab a line. We'll open up the lines. Pinkman will choose one of you, and you will play against him in a bonus round of closest to the pin upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Talking on the radio, not your thing. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. There's an easier way. It's called texting. 77031. Real Mobile. It's real easy. Real Mobile is powered by David Moss Chevrolet. From... And now, The Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Time for that bonus round of closest to the pin. Scott's online. He's going to play against Pinkman. If he wins, of course, he receives that You Matter business card. What does that mean? Good fortune for the rest of his life. But Scott likes to gamble. He knows if he loses, bad luck for 24 hours. Mr. Pinkman, if you will head to the soundproof booth, we'll bring you back in a few minutes to set your handicap through a roll of the dice. Let's get Scott on the line. Scott, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine, Jim. Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. All right, Scott, I got 10 questions for you. You're probably a big fan of this uh, bit, I hope. 10 questions, oh, yeah. all interconnected, interrelated in some form or fashion. At least I think so. Just answer to the best of your ability, all right? A countdown yes, and keep score for Scott, please. Here we go, folks, in three, two, one. Scott, Russia has been banned from the Winter Olympics in South Korea. The Russian Revolution, the top the czar, took place in what year? Um, 89. The movie Reds, starring Warren Beatty, was released in what year? 77. How old is billionaire Warren Buffett? Uh, 68. Musician Warren Zevon died of lung cancer in what year? Uh, 72. Zevon sang Werewolves of London. In minutes and seconds, how long is the song? Uh, four minutes and 13 seconds. The horror comedy film called An American Werewolf in London was released in what year? 87. Actor David Naughton starred in that movie. He also did commercials for Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper was first served in what year? 1961. Actor Barry Pepper was in the movie Saving Private Ryan and True Grit, among others. How old is Barry Pepper? 59. Singer Barry Manilow has released how many top 40 singles in his career? 15. Get it within 30, you win outright. If Barry Manilow is a crow in Brooklyn, New York, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach the state capital of Albany? 425 miles. Time. All right. Some were close and some were not. At least when I was making my own. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. Pinkman's here. He has the dice in hand. Okey-dokey. Roll the dice. Your normal handicap is 15. Whatever you roll will take off. And that will be your handicap for today. All right. Here we go. Yes. What? What do you got? I rolled a nine again. Ah. Three so days in a row. 
It's a six-second handicap for Mr. Pinkman. Ten questions for you. You ready, Mr. Pinkman? Yes. Here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Pinky, uh, Russia has been banned from the Winter Olympics in South Korea. The Russian Revolution that toppled the Tsar took place in what year? 1953. The movie Reds, starring Warren Beatty, was released in what year? 2010. How old is billionaire Warren Buffett? Uh, 83. Musician Warren Zevon died of lung cancer in what year? 1992. Zevon sang Werewolves of London in minutes and seconds. How long is the song? Four minutes and 37 seconds. The horror comedy film called An American Werewolf in London was released in what year? 1972. Actor David Naughton starred in that movie. He also did commercials for Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper was first served in what year? 1903. Actor Barry Pepper was in the movie Saving Private Ryan and True Grit, among others. How old is Barry Pepper? 43. Singer Barry Manilow has released how many top 40 singles in his career? Uh, let's go with 12. Get it within 30. You went outright. If Barry Manilow was a crow in Brooklyn, New York, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach the state capital of Albany? 132. Time. Wow. Wow. Let's oh score it. Russian Revolution, the toppled bazaar, took place in what year, Scott said? 1989. And Pinkman. 53? 1917. Mm-hmm. I knew it. So Pinky gets the point. The movie Reds, starring Warren Beatty. Uh, was re- I think Jack Nicholson was in that movie. I think Diane Keaton was in that movie. Long uh, movie. Released in what year? Scott said 77. Pinky said 2010. 1981. Oh, I was uh, thinking of a different one with John Malkovich in it. Oh, <laughs> yes. And Helen Mirren. Now, this was a, I think the budget was $35 million, which was a lot of money mm-hmm. for that time. How old is billionaire Warren Buffett? Scott said 68. Pinkman, 83. 87. Mm-hmm. Musician Warren Zevon died of lung cancer in what year? Scott said 72. Pinkman, 92. 2003. Pinkman. Uh, he sang Werewolves of London in minutes and seconds. How long is the song, Scott said? 4.13. Pinkman. 4.37. 3.27. Uh, oh. Scott, it's all, uh, no, it's not tied up yet. The movie called An American <laughs> Werewolf in London released in what year, Scott said? 87. Pinkman. 72. 81. I like that movie. 81. That's now it's tied up. Sorry, 3.3. Yeah. Three, three. Special effects for that movie were great for its time. For its Tremendous. time, yep. David Norton, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I apologize if it's wrong. He also did commercials for Dr. Pepper. Remember the ones? Drink Dr. Yep. Pepper. And he did that kick. Yeah. That Dr. Pepper first served in what year, Scott said? 1961. Pinkman. 1903. 1885. Here's the pinky. Barry Pepper, the actor in the movie Save Him Private Ryan. He's the sniper, remember, on top of the tower that was uh, always said a prayer before he shot a, a German soldier. He was yes. in True Grit as well. How old is Barry Pepper, Scott said? 59. Pinkman. 43. 47. That's Pinky. Two to go. Singer Barry Manilow released how many top 40 singles in his career, Scott said? 15. And Pinkman. 12. 47. Oh, my. 47 top 40 singles in his career. I was close. Get it within 30, you win outright. Uh Uh-oh. If Barry Manilow was a crow in Brooklyn, New York, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach the state capital of Albany, New York, Scott said? 425. Pinkman said? 132. The answer... One, fifty-five. Pinkman was within thirty. He's within thirty, and he wins handily. Took it away from you, Scott. That's the way it goes. Bad luck for you for twenty-four hours. Sorry about that. Uh, Thanks for playing that bonus round of closest to the pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, (laughs) and close.
Good job, Pinky. Thank you. Got a question. Got an answer. Uh, yeah. Wow. Did the annual mailing of our Christmas cards, right? Yeah. This mm-hmm. year, the 80 of them go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, stamped them all. But today, I had one more to send. And, you know, put the card in the envelope, you lick it shut. And I thought, well, I feel like I'm fighting something. If you have a cold, you can transmit that cold through saliva. Yes. I know because oh. I make out with my wife and uh, she was on. sick and now I'm sick. Uh, we ew. like to make out. We go ew. to make out point. Ew, ew, okay. We neck. <laughs> make out point. <laughs> Gotta you watch out for that, that guy with one arm and the hook on the other. You, oh, send, yeah. you send that letter, card to somebody with an envelope that you sealed with saliva yes, that but... had, might have cold germs on it. Mm-hmm. Can no. that person catch a cold? No. No, because they're not going to come in contact with your saliva. It's on the back of the what, stamp. It's no, attached let, to the envelope. No, no, or it's on the envelope itself. So no. let's say you tear the envelope no. off right where you seal it. Virus doesn't survive that long. Mm-mm. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> okay. They'll get a cold. Thank you. No, they won't. <laughs> get a cold. The virus can't survive that long. Nope. I was not sure how long the virus could survive. I think you're safe. You're okay. Longer you're than the country. They're okay. Boy. You're not right. poisoning your. But if uh, I get a cold, I'm blaming it on you. But I better get a Christmas card. <laughs> you, it's Channel in the mail. Nine is reporting that the vultures are back at the courthouse downtown. There's oh, something about oh, that oh, courthouse, yeah. and I, yep. I think they're going to install something at the top of the courthouse again. I don't know what it does. Whether like razor blades? What are they? They get up there. there. They they zoom. I think that courthouse, because it's one of the tallest buildings in downtown Orlando, creates some kind of vortex. <laughs> So it so the so the vultures they get above it and around around and around they go yes and then it gives them a good vantage point as well they get they set their 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 black you know bottom on those uh, on on the top of the courthouse uh-huh. I don't know what I can't never is it sight or smell that they that that they hone in on I thought it was sight I think but... sight. Oh, I thought it was smell. Well, well, maybe it is. Whatever. Yeah. But I think they get up there, and it's you know it's you know in battle, of course, height is you're always at an advantage. You always want the you always want the high ground, right? That's what they say. Correct. That's right. I read that book. Plaza <laughs> <laughs> Witzer, whatever at West it was. Point. Yeah. <clears throat> no, my. Uh, so what they're putting my on cousin there... Freddie Fogue oh, uh, told me that he went to West Point. Yeah. With uh, General Schwarzkopf. Mm-hmm. Norman. Storm and Norman, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Served together in uh, in West Berlin. I read the story about the vultures. They're not just putting True up uh, razor blades, Jim. They're putting low-voltage shock strips. And lasers. <laughs> That's serious. Oh, ow. You know, Vinny the vulture is going to get electrified. <laughs> And they just—it's like a little shock I don't collar. like that. They're getting a little buzz. I don't. Uh, that's not nice. Yeah, yeah, maybe they get high off it. Like, oh yeah. But there's something about that building. Yeah. Because they're always at the, at the courthouse. It must be. It must be some kind of an advantage of being that high. Maybe they're away from danger. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's smell. Maybe it's sight. I don't know. I'd like to know. I'd like to lo- know a little bit more about that. I'll call Have you ever seen them swarming around? They used to no. sometimes hundreds and hundreds of them, just like a like a like a twister, just you know using the uh, the uh, you know rising heat. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't be heat coming off the building, would it? They hang around fifty five west sometimes too. Oh, do they? Oh yeah. And there must be something about the building itself that creates some kind of vortex. Yeah. 
Help me out with this. I've got a I've got a story, an update for you about a story we've been covering all year, and that is the Confederate statue, lovingly nicknamed Johnny Reb, that they moved from Lake Eola to Greenwood Cemetery. They weren't going to tell us when, but it's there now. Mm. It's officially moved over, and um, when it was removed, that's when they found the time capsule. Remember this at the base of the whatever. Well, now Johnny Reb standing in Greenwood Cemetery, I guess, in the Confederate side of the. Of the uh, which poses graveyard. an interesting question for me: mm-hmm. Why do Republicans, uh, you know, apparently they want to reduce the size of these national monuments? They don't have any respect for these national monuments, but boy, they sure get a boner when it comes to these Confederate statues. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Real Radio Orlando on Facebook. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since nineteen twenty six. Member FDIC. From the- Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. Ask not what your country can do for you. And the agony of defeat. God bless you, Dr. Peeper. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. More news is breaking on General Flynn and his uh, shenanigans with the Russians. More on that later. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. Jim, Southern California is burning. We're expecting the Santa Ana winds to decrease in intensity, probably looking for gusts around maybe between 20 and 35 miles per hour tonight and tomorrow. But conditions still remain very, very dry. So we're still going to be red flag conditions. Still have red flag warning in effect for the area until 8 p.m. Friday evening. Several thousand homes threatened, over 70,000 acres destroyed. This thing popped up fast and moved fast where people were just grabbing their pets, getting out of their house, and that was it. It's uh, it's quite the scene in California. Mike Connor's home was destroyed by the Thomas Fire. He says that the hydrants... Mike Connors like Mannix? No. I was here on the roof with the host, and I saw the uh, there's five fire trucks that started leaving, and obviously worried, you know, what's going on. And I ran down and stopped the last one, and he said that the fire hydrants had run dry. Ooh. Mm. Imagine that. It's like you're you're fighting to save your home. You're with your garden hose. The fire rescue crews come in, and they're fighting it, and then they just leave, and the fire's still there. Wait. I don't Wait. know if it's ever a good idea to try no. fight one of these fires with a garden hose. Right. I think well, it turns to steam before it even reaches your roof. I've seen. I mean, last time, the last go around, I've seen them like the trees in their yard, wetting them down, hoping that they they just won't catch that spark. Wetting the eaves of their yeah. home so they don't get up in the attic. Ugh. Oh, it's just. Hopefully, it's a situation that we never have to face. And he said that our neighbor Bill. Had- <laughs> had called and said that our our house was gone. Everything was gone. His too. He lives right next door and everything is flat. Terrible. Yeah, oh. Leith Harrison there. She's a Ventura resident. Mm-hmm. And uh, now this guy, his home was spared, but he says how many, uh, he knows so many people yeah. who've just lost. A buddy of mine that's on the other end of town had a beautiful house on the hilltop and it's gone. I've got at least a dozen friends that have lost houses here. Got so. ripped apart in Florida from a hurricane, get flooded out in Houston. Or burned up burned in LA. down in mm-hmm. well, California, Southern California. Yeah, that, and you have uh, earthquakes to concern yourself with, flooding in the Midwest. Uh-huh. I always am fascinated by the natural disaster that 
you know, that that threatens the area where you live. Mm-hmm. And I still... There's no place immune, though, really. I don't think so. Um, there may be pockets here and there, but um, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I put hurricanes at the one that I'd rather have to deal with. At least have notice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the rest of it, you don't know when the... Earthquake is coming. The yeah. tornado goes helter skelter. Well, depending where you're living, of course. You're right. living in low lying right. areas well, of Houston, or you're down right. in the Keys. Right. It's right. like along the Mississippi. Or... Anytime you have flooding, the, you know that's just oh. Mm. Imagine you keep looking out your window as that, it encroaches yeah, that, your that, home. You know, well, the river, you know what's going to rise and flood stages. And you go, what the hell? Lord all, willing, come on, you're putting up sandbags. You're going. This is nothing. It's not right. Well, after Irma, a week every like weather report I'd get. You know, for where I live in Winter Springs, and it's you know a flood advisory today, and but it, which was for me not a factor. For anyone who lives along one of the those waterways in Seminole right. County, they were dealing with these rising waters for a, weeks after the storm. You're up near some of those lakes and Lake Monroe and all that stuff, or along the St. Johns River. Poof. No How's way. Poof. Oh, oof, forget oof. about it. Jim, Bad enough you're going to get flooded out if you're living in South Florida, and that's not too far away. Sexual misconduct is not reserved for a one political party. Uh, it seems like uh, men are guilty from all uh, shapes, sizes, oh, industries, yeah. and uh, political parties, including uh, John Conyers. He was, what, in his 80s, 88? Congressman, Democratic yeah, congressman. Uh, he's... Jim, he's saying goodbye. Good. Not calling, not calling, not calling into resignation, but saying he's retiring immediately. Oh, absolutely not. My my legacy can't be compromised oh. or diminished in any way uh, by what we're going through now. This too shall pass. Yeah. So, look, when you're uh, showing up for meetings in your office in your pajamas, uh, that's a signal. It's time for you to go. Maybe you could be hey. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think maybe. As opposed to calling it his retirement, as opposed to uh, resigning, he's trying to hold on to that legacy and not accept responsibility for these accusations against him, yeah, which good luck. he's still claiming is not true. They are not accurate, or they're not true, and I think that they, they are something that I can't explain where they came from. Now, with that, we'll, uh, you know, we expect a resignation. I guess we're assuming it's a resignation of Al Franken. Yep. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. And with that, we also expect a majority of people in Alabama to vote for an accused child molester. That's, that's How proud true. you must be. Supported yeah. by the president. It's abortion. Uh, yep. It's all and centers on abortion. Right. And he'll win because of that particular faith. They say, hey, we're all sinners when we can all be absolved of our sins and forgiven. All we have to do is believe in Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, admit that we're sinners, and boom, and that's okay. Do any of them have, I wonder if any of them have teenage daughters. I'm sure they do. Yeah. And I wonder if it would be acceptable for a 34-year-old man to be, quote, dating your daughter at 14. I, I doubt that parents would allow that to happen. And it does trouble me that they think that that's acceptable. And one minute they believe the women, and the next minute they cast a vote for the guy. Mm-mm. Uh, no, it's, it's abortion. Yeah, okay. It's the issue of abortion. They're they're fixated on abortion, and this is the guy that uh, that carries that banner. Yeah, and uh, everything else is they can you know they can justify it, rationalize it through their faith. I believe, 
you know, somehow look the other way, you know. It's uh, interesting. Just don't uh, use any kind of critical analysis and say, well, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's absolved of his sins. That's the way it works. In private industry, it, justice seems to move more swiftly. Yes. Harvey Weinstein, well, I, I say that, uh, however, Harvey Weinstein kind of was yeah. doing this for a long, long time. True. But once it became public, then he was ostracized, moved out. Kevin Spacey and, you know, all these names started popping up. Matt Lauer losing his job mm-hmm. immediately. 48 hours. However, yep. when it comes to elected officials, it suddenly, no, we let the, the, the court of public opinion determine your guilt or innocence. Mm-hmm. And, and we see it playing out with Roy Moore. We see it played out at the presidential election with uh, uh, with Donald Trump when his accusers uh, came forward and people said, well, I want to vote for him, so I choose not to believe those accusers. That's right. Uh, one of them is back, and, and an attorney for the plaintiff, Gloria Allred, mm-hmm. seemed confident outside of court as his former apprentice contestant is suing President Trump for defamation. Ooh. My co-counsel, Marianne Wong, I can only describe her argument in one word, and that's Thumb. awesome. Thumb. And we just want to say that no man is above the law, including the president. So no man is above the law, including the president, attorney for the plaintiff, Marianne Wong, who she, uh, Glory Allred, Reference addressed today's arguments or yesterday's arguments. We believe as well. the court was very prepared and she asked excellent questions. So we believe, as she indicated, she'll be issuing a decision soon and we look forward to, to reading it. On whether the case can proceed. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Probably nothing. Yep, probably nothing. Um, Jim. Yes. We've got time. I'd like to invite you into the personal lives of Uh-oh. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Yay. Uh, okay. And I say personal lives. Yes, it is their personal life. However, Angelina is uh, talking about it uh, because they were in a movie together in 2015 called By the Sea. Mm-hmm. Right? They worked they together. Were. Uh Yeah. Is that the one where they were the spies? No, that was Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Smith. That's where they met and fell and, in love. Yeah. <sighs> okay. But this movie, she says, working together may have added to the stress in their relationship, which ultimately may have helped lead to their separation. Here is Angelina Jolie opening up about her relationship with former husband Brad Pitt. To be honest, I wanted to work with him because we worked, we we had met working together and we worked together well. And even though that was a challenging role, we'd matured. And I wanted us to do some serious work together. And I wanted to see him do that kind of work. So I thought that it could be a good way for us to communicate. And I think in some ways it was, and in some ways we learned some things. But there was a heaviness probably during that situation that that carried on. She also goes on to point out how outside influences, uh, uh, death of a parent, her mom, uh, her mastectomy, and other pressures kind of just led to, you know, a tough time in her life and their relationship However, that Brad Pitt movie Legends of the Fall was on. Was it last night or this morning or just scanning around? Women love that movie. They love that Brad Pitt in that movie. My wife mm. included. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Movie, it's something about that movie. There's something about that movie. Yeah. And women just, I don't know what it is. I mean, the first 30 minutes are pretty damn good. The the the, the World War One scenes, you know, where he's running around and this and that. But then all of a sudden it goes, what's happening? Chick flick. Because the writing's story. terrific. But yeah, it's a love story and. And I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. 
As you should. Uh, you know. Get in touch with your feminine side. Sure, why not? Sure. Yeah, that long, flowing blonde hair. And, you did? You know, the, oh. the bread wind, oh, is, oh. wind is back. <laughs> Stride that horse. Okay. Here oh, we go. come on. Settle down, horse. you. Oh. Wowie. Jim, uh, Time Magazine, um, I guess, would it be persons of the year, people of the year, persons of the year, yes, the Me yes, Too yes. movement, mm-hmm. women standing up uh, to talk about uh, uh, the sexual assault, misconduct that they've been uh, victims of right. over the years and honoring that movement. I believe the runner-up was President Trump. Uh, he was the first Time Magazine person of the year a year ago. Um, also, you know, a, a, a claim could be made that, he is someone who had uh, uh, the greatest impact on on people's lives. Um, also, I believe on the short list was Colin Kaepernick. It was okay. Colin Kaepernick, former NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. he's uh, known for starting the kneeling movement during the national anthem right. in front of NFL football games. Um, he was doing it to protest uh, inequality, um, uh, the treatment of uh, African Americans by law enforcement. And uh, a few other topics as well. And uh, Colin Kaepernick was not honored with Time Magazine Award, but he was honored and he accepted the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award. And it's during the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year Awards. Yeah, we have a recording of him accepting the award. I'm the champion. No, no, no. I am the greatest. Well, I will win. I can't lose. That was Muhammad Ali accepting the award. However, here is Colin Kaepernick. Oh. I accept this award knowing that the legacy of Muhammad Ali is that of a champion of the people and one who was affectionately known as the people's champ. I accept this award not for myself but on behalf of the people because if it were not for my love for the people I would not have protested and if it was not for the support from the people I would not be on this stage today. With or without the NFL's platform I will continue to work for the people because my platform is the people. Gloves up, elbows in. Remember that. Gloves okay. up. Okay. Body blow, body blow. Um, uh, not too dissimilar from what Muhammad Ali went through in the 60s when he, uh, uh, Jim, you would know better than I, living through it. Uh, he, what, didn't go thing. to the draft? He right. Refused dodged, to be drafted. Refused to be drafted. He was a conscientious objector because right. of his faith. And at the time, he was uh, vilified for he was. it. And now he... he despised uh, him. Yeah, and... I remember they sent a group of people to talk him out of it, including Jim Brown and others, and I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there. And, you know, instead of them changing his mind, he actually changed their minds. Mm-hmm. They lost some great years of uh, his boxing career. Yeah, and n- now he is honored for the stance he took. I wonder how history will remember Colin Kaepernick. Well, no, that's a good question. And it's also because it's... I have no problem with him, I... I applaud him. Yeah, but there were some other things. I know whether it's comments about Cuba, things his Eh. girlfriend said. And then there's one he was wearing the the socks with cops as pigs on him where he kind of, it's like I think he kind of muddled his message a little bit. But overall, standing up for inequality, I don't think is a bad thing. I don't don't think so either. I mean, you're allowed to express your opinion, you know. By the way, Roger Goodell's got a contract extension. And it's sweet. So, Mo, are you going to pay uh, up on that bet? What does that mean? Uh, I believe you bet that he would be out, and that would have well, been that was years ago. Two, two years ago yeah. and three months. Okay. It would have no. September. No. You owe Jim a dollar. No, yeah. I don't think so. Yes. So he worked out his differences with Jerry Jones. There, yeah. I guess hearing. so, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess Santa comes yeah. early to Roger Goodell's household. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa was coming into Florida early. Uh-huh. 
He was skydiving in. Oh, boy. Yeah, but he crashed. Uh-oh. Sadly or, or humorously, he uh, asked to have a picture taken while he was on the ground with a smile on his face, which is amazing because his leg was backwards. Uh-oh. There's nothing funny about that. Well, kids, what did he say? say? His leg was backwards. <laughs> he said sadly or humorously. Now, the video, you can see at realradio.fm. First of all, <laughs> let me say this. Where was, where was this? Tampa. Kids, Santa is okay. Santa is fine. Okay, Santa is okay. Santa is his schedule for Christmas will not be altered by this incident. However, a Tampa in, television station yeah, is sky- being held responsible for forcing eight-year-olds to barf into their breakfast cereals <laughs> after reporting. Them. Oh, it's an awful video. A Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, it was in Tampa. Uh, a skydiving Santa is supposed <laughs> to surprise a nine-year-old girl oh. by giving her an elf on the cell shelf when he landed, mm-hmm. but the stunt went completely wrong. He crashed into a tree in a light pole. So funny. I saw the video. It's, it's, it's pretty rough, but he I did mean, break his leg. He's all right. Yeah. Is it still ho ho ho? Yeah. Good for mm-hmm. you, Sandy. Nobody yeah. breaks the spirit of Christmas. Nobody breaks the spirit of Santa Claus. However, or, gosh darn however, right. back at the North Pole, oh boy, Elf and Magic can heal a broken leg much more quickly. Thank you. Than it can here in the rest of the world. Finally, Jim, we've done it all year long. And this is our finale. Oh, boy. At least Here we go. for this competition yeah, 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 yeah. of who said it best. All year long, yeah, we've yeah, pitted yeah, yeah. three late-night talk show hosts uh, against each other when they uh, address the same topic in their monologue. Jim, you get to decide who said it best. Mm-hmm. That person gets a point. Okay. The winner will be determined today. Okay. Will, and that person will be invited to join us on an episode of The Phillips File before the end of the year. Ooh. So let's find out who it is. On this topic of Russia getting banned from the Olympics, Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Fallon, James Corden. Russia has been banned from the Winter Olympics. Yeah. But don't feel bad, Russia. Even though you won't win any gold medals, you did win the U.S. presidential election. (laughs) Russia was banned from the Olympics, but Russia doesn't mind. They said they'll just invade some other teams. Uh, They don't (laughs) Russia has been banned from the upcoming Winter Olympics for the use of performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, and this was nice. Russia was also banned from participating in the next presidential election. <laughs> mm. uh, there you go. Who do you like? That's a tie. i got to give a tie. I'm giving three and a half. Uh, I'll take Conan O'Brien and James Corden. Really? Sorry, Jimmy Fallon. He was funny, but not quite up to uh, to my oh. standards. I like I like Conan on that one. I, th- I th- actually I thought Corden was a little weak. I thought Corden was okay. Well, all right. Same if joke. you want to do it that way, I'll give it call. to O'Brien. Conan O'Brien takes it today. Well, let's get the final results for the 2017. Who said it best from there bottom up? Six people. Uh, yes. uh, at the bottom of the pile okay. is Stephen Colbert all with right. four. Uh, James, good try, Stephen. James Corden has five. Mm. Uh, Tied for fourth or third, I guess, would be Seth Meyers and Jimmy Kimmel. Ooh. Topping the list. Coming up with number two. Number two. two. Number two. Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, number Number one. And that puts number one at Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien, put out the invitation. See if he'll join us next year. Yeah, Pinkman, email him. Okay. Yeah, send him a new matter business card, too. Team Coco. You got it. Oh. We decided you're the funny one. He's the funniest. Even though no one watches your show. Oh. All right, well, then oh, they scratch that invitation. No, 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 no. Let's have a backup here. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. No, t- go can we invite Kimmel? With your tight pants. invite Kimmel. All right, Kimmel. He was already, reminded me he was on the show and he had a great time. 
Well, Fallon or Kimmel? Yes, we never Kimmel. talked to Fallon. No, Correct. Kimmel. Kimmel's good. Yeah. Hey, give it to Kimmel. All right. Wait, no, Kimmel's it was coming. Coming. No, you it can't. Was it's Dave. Conan. Well, I we can do whatever I damn Kimmel. well please. I can take points away. I can add points. Well, put the put the invitation out to Conan O'Brien. See if he'll uh, take the bait. And uh, we'll go from there. And when you write the email, use big words, please. He's oh, right. Exactly. He is from Harvard, you know. Thank you. That's your audio file for today. Thank you, Jack. Good job. We'll take a little break. Plenty of other things to talk about, whether it's the Vultures in downtown Orlando or uh, Senator Franken probably calling it quits tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the President of the United States says the United States will designate, uh, at least recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And by the way, there's a lot of talk now about presidents, his, his pattern of speech. We'll get into that when we come back during this address on Jerusalem earlier today. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Residents in Rockland County, New York, are apparently dealing with a coy wolf, part coyote, part wolf. Man. I bet that coy wolf had a rough puppyhood watching his parents fight all the time. Next, a flight was grounded because someone named their Wi-Fi network bomb on board. Listen, bub. Don't be a dumbass. Now everyone had to wait even longer to fly out. Boy if I had arms I'd give this person the old one-two buckle my shoe. Finally, authorities in a New Hampshire town are on the hunt for whoever stole Zippy, their life-size elf. They think it's stolen but they clearly don't understand the mischievous elven ways. <laughs> Fools. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. We like girls from the East Coast cause they're trouble Whoa, whoa, whoa And we like girls from the West Coast cause they don't know any better I'm Telling you, this is totally normal, honest Real Radio 104.1 From You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio Dead in 2003, as I remember. Blood cancer. Uh, A lot of controversy or comments about uh, Donald Trump in a speech recognizing uh, the United States will be recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Um, We have it if you want. How long is it, Mr. Pinkman? Minute 22. I saw a lot of it on TV, and then I was headed for work. I heard some of it, some excerpts Mm -hmm. on uh, some audio excerpts. And it was, at least to me, it was noticeable, like, what's going on here? I don't know. I don't think he has dentures. I don't think he does. No. But he's got, uh, he had some sloppy voice going on there. Now, maybe he took a Sudafed. Mm. He's got a cold or he's always sniffing sometimes, you know, when he delivers. He has delivers a sniffle. Yeah, he does get a sniffle. Sinusitis or something going on. Yeah, I have no, no, yeah. Maybe adenoid problems. But uh, it was noticeable. 
Do we have any of that audio? Sure do. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds to me when elderly men, they their voice makes that turn. It begins to make that turn. Yep. Where it's like, oh, he's an old goat. I'm not quite there yet, but I know it's coming. But anyway, here's uh, the president. Thank you. When I came into office, I promised to look at the world's challenges with open eyes and very fresh thinking. Yeah, here's that's the be- that's see, that's the beginning of the speech. It's th- right. I think it's towards the end of the speech. Now I talked for a long time. Mr. It's almost doing a Fidel Castro there, Mr. Pinkman. Yeah, go. You got to go to the end. All right, play that. Here he goes. Rededicate ourselves to a path of mutual understanding and respect. Mm-hmm. Let us rethink old assumptions and open our hearts and minds to possible and possibilities. Hear that? Mm -hmm. And finally, I ask the leaders of the region, political and religious, Israeli and Palestinian, Jewish and Christian and Muslim, to join us in the noble quest for lasting peace. He's got something going on there. There's something going on there. I don't know whether he's tired. Israel. Bless the Palestinians and God bless the United States. Sounds like Frank DeFord uh, in his uh, in his in his later years. Frank DeFord, of course, of course, the great sports columnist, heard on NPR writing for Sports Illustrated. Right, got a little bit. You know, I did hear a lot. I mean, it looks and sounds like he has dentures falling out of his mouth. Because at one point he squeezes his lips together to try, look. It looks like what, he's, he's pressing his dentures together. Yeah. But there's no report that he's wearing dentures. Um, and well, why would they? Mm, I, I think don't know. his dentist says he doesn't have any dentures. Well, yeah, but sure. remember his doctor who said he had the it was the best, best health ever. of anyone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not sure if his medical. You know, I asked this to my husband the other day. I thought most presidents in office. Well, I mean, he's not like most presidents. I understand this, but most presidents in office go to Bethesda Naval Hospital. Walter and, Reed. Or whatever, yeah, and they have, got, yeah. uh, you know, they go to some, you know, army base or somewhere, mm-hmm. and they have a physical, right? And the reports come out of their physical. Now he's been in office a year. Has he been for his physical? And if so, is he going to that hippie doctor in Manhattan, or is he going to a, like a real doctor in D.C. at the army base? Uh, it's not mandatory. It's not. But he's seventy-one years old. You think he'd get a physical? How does he get his insurance? Does he really pay the same premium as everybody else? You have to go for a physical in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, like it, it troubles me that he's not getting looked at by somebody independent. Well, maybe he's getting looked at and he just doesn't like to talk about it. It's like his income taxes. He just doesn't yeah. want to talk about it. I guess so. For all I, we know, I am he's getting concerned. a physical every other week. Who is? Oh, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I know they're super busy. He's a I germaphobe. Know, I also know that he doesn't sleep much, so he eats like crap. He doesn't sleep much. He's 71 years old. I don't know what kind of medical care he's getting. Yeah, but it, he made it to 71. And he, I mean, he, he keeps a busy schedule. I'm, I didn't. I said, that's the first thing I said. He never sleeps. He you know, eats like crap. And he is burning so the midnight oil. are you oil really from, concerned with how healthy he is? I am. He's doing pretty damn well, I guess. I, you know, 71, 71, eating a lot yeah. of McDonald's. Nothing wrong with McDonald's. KFC? I don't know if it's good for you every single day. And uh, right. a taco bowl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, he loves fast food. He's yeah, a he fast does. food addict from what they say. I heard what a typical lunch was during the campaign. Yeah. Two Big Macs, two filet fish and a chocolate shake. No, it no, was no. One person? One person. That was his order. No way. Two, yep. Two He'd be big, a lot bigger. On NPR. His cholesterol. Two Big Macs, 
two filet fish and one of those Mc something chocolate shake. And Sounds they good. added up yeah, all the calories. It? It's almost 2,500 calories for that meal alone. They might burn it off. Maybe it's got that kind of, those kind of, uh, you know. That uh, kind of metabolism. Exactly. Mm. Just burns it right off. Yeah, I don't know. He's got a rowing machine in I'm his one basement. And, I'm one and done. Uh, uh, I, I love a Big Mac. You do? Two of them. And then two filet fish Ooh. and a chocolate shake. And a chocolate shake. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, we, we were sitting in the car because they kept teasing it on, you know, and I were waiting and waiting and waiting to hear what was going to be the... Uh, Maybe the... it's a two-hour lunch. Oh, that's what <laughs> yeah, they most were... of us are scarfing things down in about 15 minutes. They called some, you know, they said, these are people, you know, he, he sent out somebody, this was his order. And regularly, this is what he would request, say, okay. two Big Mac, two filet fish and a chocolate shake. That does sound good, though, doesn't it? Mm. The chocolate shake does. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. John, John Mayer. He's put on weight since the since he took office. There's no question about that. Yeah, but well, yeah, but the but the words are slurring a little bit. Yeah, maybe the Sudafed kicked a, in. It's so a little slurry. The dentures, maybe the dentures. No, but it's not. people are going to point it out. As a matter of fact, when I was listening to the audio and the pundits, a couple of them were saying, "What's going on there?" And that wasn't the stereotypical. Let's attack the president of the United uh, States. These were people, moderates, right in the middle, that said. There's something wrong with this pattern of speech there. Now, we don't know why. Anything from dentures to, uh, you know, Sudafed to him, uh, you know, uh, at the beginning of some kind of uh, mental instability, whatever. They didn't say that. I did because I'm yelling at the radio. But uh, (laughs) it's noticeable, the pattern of speech. We'll take a little break. Don't forget, later in the program, we'll talk to Scott Maxwell. He writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. So many different people in Orlando all coming together this time of year. Universally annoyed by tourists. You're supposed to drive on the right side of the road. No, you're on the right. Never mind, just stay in the park. Real Radio 104.1. Yeah, it's a Central Florida thing. From Christmas without you. Oh, yeah. I'll be so blue. So considering it, Jim? Oh, Elvis impersonator? Certainly, oh. of course. When I finally get what? out of here, if they ever let me go. Yeah. Elvis impersonator, you know, they have conventions. You don't have to look like Elvis. All you yeah. have to do is put on that damn suit. On the face of it, you say, Jim Phillips, there's no way he can do that. Ha, but, ha. Oh, yeah, you can. I've been to Flea World, and I've seen the Elvis impersonator yeah. there. And I think you can do it, sir. I think I can too. Might be, uh, might have been a different flea world. I don't know. (laughs) This one is gone. It certainly is. Totally gone. R.I.P. Yeah, so I always kind of been. I hadn't been there in years and years and years and years and years. If they bring it back, I'll go. My husband was so mad. 
When Flea World disappeared? Yeah. They leveled because it. Because he never, he never got a chance to go, and he would always ask me, uh, what's what? Flea World? Flea World. Oh, Flea. Uh, Flea World. And then it, I did, oh, it's, we can go another time. And then they closed, and now there's no opportunity, and I think that he holds it against me. I can buy 15 pounds of pistachio nuts and get your tooth pulled at the same oh, time. Oh, my word. Speaking of that. Flea World, this Saturday I'm going across the street yeah. for something. Post time? Where are you going? No. Uh, across <laughs> the street from Flea World is what, Mo? Across the, uh, is the uh, government building. Yes. Is oh. the county uh, sheriff's subpoenaed? office. A two-hour uh, uh, driving school session Subpoena. from... Oh, you... Ooh, uh, let wait, me wait, think wait. about this. He's already got his concealed weapons permit. Yeah. So he doesn't have to worry about that. Correct. Wait, a two Take hour... a motorcycle driving course? A two-hour no. session for concealed weapons something. No. Okay. Reserve deputy. Oh, like Shaq. <laughs> no? Okay, wait. Something with a dog. You're going to have an interview with Don Essling. Oh, he's not there anymore. You're going, no, to, you're going to ride with a deputy or the sheriff. Ooh, a ride, oh, a ride along. along. Oh, I like you want to ride along? That. No. I'm going. Oh, you're getting your dog uh, <laughs> a ride along. certified or something. You're getting your dog officially nope. as a service dog. Matter of fact, no, but that is exactly where we got our yeah. dog Bowie from, the animal shelter. That's also on that government property. Right. Matter of fact, it used to be like Bush Loop. Yeah. That was the name of the street. Now it's Esslinger Way. Is it? Yes. Oh, well, isn't that fancy? Yeah. So what are you doing? Going to a fertilizer workshop. What? A fertilizer workshop. <laughs> you make your own compost? <laughs> Wait a minute. Who does that? It's about uh, the regulations changing on the fertilizers you put. And and what's important is anything you put oh, in, your, in your yard or in your lawn right. eventually gets into our aquifer and our water supply. So it's about how to... Uh, what products are safe to use and uh, abide by new uh, regulations and what's best for your lawn. He's always got to have something to do. I swear. You know, he's probably looking around and saying, damn, man, I've run out of things to do. No more projects. So, oh, look no. at this, a fertilizer workshop would, over at the uh, <laughs> county administrative the building. This would, would be fun. I would love to sleep late, and it's coming at the expense of my uh, uh, dog class with Paw Fection yes. on Saturday. Uh-oh. Because instead I'm going to be at a fertilizer workshop. That's weird. And you know how I learned about it? How? Have you downloaded the app called Nextdoor? No. Nextdoor is an app where it's user-fed with information. Advertisements pop up, too. But it's in your community, so it's about you're grouped with people who live near you. Yes. And so if there's something going on, people will use it. So it's like a you know a little social site. That you know, you, you you message back and forth about things happening in your community, and that's how I learned about the fertilizer workshop. Well, that's but fine. If someone's breaking in the cars, like I had someone send a picture from their security camera, be you know, be on the lookout for, for this, this person, uh-huh. and make sure you lock your car doors. And someone's like, "Hey, where's a good place to see Christmas lights?" It's a way to interact with your community. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't talk to enough people during the day. You have to talk to strangers now at home. I don't I mean, talk it, to them. I just read messages. Right. And then you go into a yeah. class. and yeah, I want to learn something. I discon- I'm, I'm in the process of trying to disconnect. I want to disconnect, disconnect, disconnect as much disconnect. as possible. From but this? you're going to need a hobby. From all this stuff, it's all this, uh, you know, it takes up too much no, time. You're going to need to hire me in a year. What? To come help fix your lawn because you and I have the same type of grass. Is it Bahia or St. Augustine? It, no, it's Empire Zoysia. The uh, Al Franken should be reti- reti- resigning tomorrow from uh-huh. the United States Senate. Everybody's oh, okay. coming together and says, it's time for you to go. Bye-bye. Increasing number of people who are accusing him of inappropriate uh, conduct 
physical conduct. Uh, he's going to call it quits. I think it, I personally think this will help, believe it or not, mm. the Republicans get rid of Roy Moore after he's elected to the United States Senate in Alabama. Because I, I think that gives them to say, well, well, it, it, it puts pressure on the, on the Republicans because they, because you can look, well, all right, here's a Democrat who, uh, you know, owned up to his own misdeeds or bad judgment and he called it quits. And what's going on with the Republicans? And I think they'll use this Roy Moore as, Hey, we can do this too. And we'll censure him and kick him out of the United States Senate. The governor of Alabama will assign a Republican replacement. And it's easy as that. They don't want that. They don't want to go into the midterms with Roy Moore. Uh, attached to the Republican Party, they would rather go into the midterm saying, "Hey, we did we did something about this guy. We left it up to the people of Alabama, and uh, but we fulfilled our responsibilities as uh, of the most uh, deliberative body, Democratic body on the planet, and we are allowed by rules of the United States Senate to expel him. I'll put a dollar right now. Mm. He's expelled by the Fourth of July." No deal. No deal? Don't want to take the bet. Oh, I don't believe that. Well, I'm already betting that he won't get elected, so... No, yeah, he's getting elected. No yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no we will sense. see. You want up the bet? No. Do we have a bet on Al Franken? Yes, you do. Yeah, oh, but boy. I... You have a lot of different bets on Al Franken. One is that he'll be out by January 1st, <laughs> but then Jim has to... That's, where, that's a $2 bet, Pinkman. You said, no, he won't be out by Jan 1. Oh, man. But then you Uh-oh. bet that he was going to be uh, running for president. Jim said yes for a dollar. Well, he can still run. <laughs> Yeah, that's not happening. Um, in well, 2020, we got to wait a couple of years. In 2020, that's a dollar. Just I'll call that one. I'll find you in 2020. Yeah, give him his dollar. Uh, what else? Yeah, so there's. I'm thinking other. Uh, I think that's the Al Franken end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moore is elected Franken. out by the Fourth of July. You don't want to take the bet. I I think that you're being very uh, optimistic. Uh, that I think they're, I'm being that practical. They're going, no? I think I'm being politically practical. Why would they want Roy Moore? In the United States, why would any Republican, because any Republican running for county dog catcher on up, they're going to be asked about Roy Moore? Well, we let the people of Alabama decide. So so Mitch McConnell's going to go home and, you know, he's going to say we let the people of Alabama decide. That's what he's saying now. At first he said he believed the women, and now the Republican stalwarts are saying, oh, well, whatever the Alabama decides. So, you know, they have run, like, with their tail between their legs away from this guy, and the RNC is supporting him, and so is the president. So what makes you think they're all of a sudden going to have just a burst of morality all of a sudden? Because I don't think they want that being attached to them as they're running for re-election and looking for uh, looking down the road to, uh, to the end of Donald Trump's uh, uh, first term. I don't think they want that. I don't think they, I don't, I, I, it's easier to expel him than it is what's going to happen if they expel him. What would be the political downfall other than Alabama for the United States Senate or the Republican Party to make a move to expel Roy Moore from the United States Senate if he's elected? There's no downside other than Alabama. And Alabama is one of the reddest states in the union anyway. They're still going to vote Republican. Right. Well, I thought you said that, you know, asking him to drop out would have been no good. I'm just I'm not saying I'm just yeah. saying they're going to I think they'll expel him. They said we cannot something will happen between if he's elected between now when he's sworn into office and the fourth of July, something else will pop up about Roy Moore and they'll say we have no alternative but to to expel this individual and uh, and and not have him to be a political liability attached to the Republican Party. 
where people say, well, good for the, you know, Repu- that gives the, that gives the Republican, the party and Republicans the opportunity to say, well, good for the Republican party that they, that they, that they got rid of this guy. They don't what are show they afraid any of? backbone Alab- now. What are they afraid of, Alabama? They don't show any backbone currently. Well, they don't show any now. I'm not saying that. You know, I might agree with you, but after he's sworn in, they will. I don't want to even say backbone. It's political expediency. Yeah, looking out for themselves. He's gone. Yeah. They're not going to have that attached to him, running for re-election, and the first words you know, from any reporter or pundits or people showing up for town hall meetings. Yeah. Hey, what's this deal with Roy Moore? You're a Republican. Why can't you do something about this? Do you support Roy Moore? Do you believe Roy Moore? They don't want that. They don't want anything to do with that. They will get rid of him. one 888 I saw a new show this morning, part of a new show. A mm. uh, news junkie turned me on to it. said, you got to watch this. It's called Shot in the Dark. It follows freelance television reporters in los angeles they operate at night because most television stations don't have crews or if they have crews they can't cover everything so they use these as we call them stringers and they go to the fires they go to the crashes they go to all this stuff you know uh, drownings whatever it might be in los angeles first to get there the video then they ship it off electronically to the television television station best video first one usually gets paid and they can make some a considerable amount of money. It's very, very, very well produced, I might say, except for one thing. It's stunning the way it's produced, as a matter of fact. These guys that are competing against one another. It's not uh, fiction. It's following these uh, mm-hmm. these three individuals who do this for a living. The only problem, this kind of stuff really gets to me, is, uh, you know, they, they have to drive down the speedway, you know, the freeway in, in Los Angeles trying to get to the next yeah. story to videotape it, whatever the case might be. I, in post-production, somewhere in post-production, you know, in their cars, right? And they're yeah. dri- I don't know what kind of cars they're driving, but they're not manual transmission. They're automatic. Uh-huh. And, you know, when you drive it automatic, you step on the gas, and, and then it just changes over. And that's about it, right? Yeah. And off it goes. Right. Never, you, you know, all you hear is the acceleration. You don't hear changing of gears or anything. But in the post-production, somebody in post-production, as you see the cars zooming off to cover the next fire, you know, down the freeway at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like they're shifting. There's no shifting in these cars. Wow, that kind of stuff really bugs me. <laughs> that kind of stuff really gets to me because you ought to. I mean the. If you just watch a couple of minutes of it, you see, it's pretty good production. It's very well done, except for that. Like they're driving a Fiat or, uh, you know, a Triumph or a Lamborghini. Yeah, with four on the floor or something. No, they're driving a, you know, a, a Volvo or something. To, right. A sedan. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. It's like the, you know. But you think they added that in post-production? They had to have it in post-production. Is there not a Volvo out there that makes that sound? Hmm. Or is there? I don't know. Not that I'm aware of. They you drive, had one. They drive like trucks, but I don't think they did sound like that. Did you ever have that sound in that station wagon you no, drove? No, sir, I didn't. <laughs> into second. No, sir, I never had that. Into third. No, you just put it in drive. And, and you go puttering along. You go. Yeah. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Want to play a game? Call now for Closest to the Pin, 407-916-1041. Give a gift this year that the recipient will use daily, every day, when they get that holiday gift set from Harry's. 
And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Oh, my God. Whoa, what, what? Say anything. What? 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 I have to wait for Maxwell. We'll talk to Scott Maxwell in about uh, fifteen Ooh. minutes or so. Oh, what a tease! Time for that regular round of closest to the pin. I'm playing against Matt. Rob is the backup. As I head to the soundproof booth, Mr. Pinkman will announce the prize. Win it before you can buy it. A pair of tickets to see Lisa Lampanelli at the Hard Rock Live on February third. Tickets go on sale this Friday at the Hard Rock Live box office. Thank you very much, Mr. Pinkman. Let's get Matt on board for his opportunity to play closest to the pin. Hello, Matt. Hello. Don't tell my wife, but if I win these tickets, it's a couple days after her birthday. Oh, sh- oh you got it. Hey. We won't tell her. No, I respect Good. that move. I like it a lot. All right, the name of the category is... Holiday Magic. <laughs> Holiday Magic. Thanks to Mark Quinn for the category. Guess the year that these Christmas songs debuted. Oh. I name a Christmas song... You tell me the year it debuted. You ready to go, Matt? Yes. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. First performed on American singer Eddie Cantor's radio show, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Uh, 1952. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. 1995. Elvis Presley's version of Blue Christmas. Uh, 1958. Bing Crosby's White Christmas from the film Holiday Inn. 1946. The original version, I Saw My Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by 13-year-old Jimmy Boyd. Ooh, 1960. Come on, good job, mm. buddy. Hang on, go get that gift wrap. All right. <laughs> All right. hey. So, like, in that song, were the kid's parents divorced, or was she cheating on the father? Hey, hey, I don't or know any of that. Or was his dad Santa Claus? Whoa, 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 easy fella. Time I out. need answers. I think, as I was trying to explain to my daughter over the weekend as we were listening to this song, I think the premise is that dad is the guy that she, the in mom the is kissing. Don't you worry about it, pal. We have a category, and it's entitled... Holiday Magic. Sent by Mark Quinn. Guess the year that these Christmas songs debut. Ooh, okay. I name a Christmas song. You tell me the year it debuted. Gotcha. All gotcha. right, you ready to play? Yeah. Cha, cha, cha. Gonna reset the clock for you, Jim, and begin in three, okay. two, one. First performed on American singer Eddie Cantor's radio show, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. 1940. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. 1995. Elvis Presley's version of Blue Christmas. 1959. Bing Crosby's White Christmas from the film Holiday Inn. 1951. The original version, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by 13-year-old Jimmy Boyd. 1960. Oh, my God. You went for speed. I did. Okay. All right. I'm still adding five did seconds to your time. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. Matt was quick, too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, super quick. We so you're playing him, against Matt. We call him Fast Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks to Quinn for the category, Holiday Magic. Good luck, Matt. Yep. The boss did a live version, Bruce Springsteen, recorded in 1975. The original Santa Claus is Coming to Town 
by Eddie Cantor on his radio show. What year was that? Matt said. 1952. And Jim. 1940. 1934, Jim leads the game. one nothing. A huge hit for Mariah Carey. Mm. Cashes a huge. check every year because it's one of the most played yeah. songs on radio. All I Want for Christmas is You, and it is a pretty damn good song. What year for Mariah Carey did that debut? Matt said. They both said 1995. Off by a year, 1994. Oh. I think she pulls in every year from that song. A uh, lot. Jillian's. Yeah. I don't know about Jillian's. Yeah, Jillian. But it's two to one. Jim, you still lead. Mm -hmm. How about a song we heard just about 25 minutes ago, Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. One of the most recorded holiday tunes, one of them. Uh, What year for that? Matt said. They were one off. (gasps) Matt said 58. Jim said 59. Oh, 1950. Seven. Matt ties the game. Two, two, you know. Two to go. Now, there was a film... White Christmas. Yeah. Prior to that, there was a film, Holiday Inn. Yeah, in the movie, Holiday Inn, Bing Crosby sings the song, White Christmas. Uh-oh. You follow? Yes. What yeah. year for the song, White Christmas, from the film, Holiday Inn? Matt said. Mm, 46. Jim said. 51. To break the tie, it was 19. 19- 42. Oh. Matt leads 3 oh, to 2. Oh, it hurts. Oh, oh boy. You're killing me. And then we come down to this. Mm. The Ronettes. Arr. Come on, baby. The Ronettes, the Four Seasons. Get it in there. The Jackson Five. Come on, baby. John Mellencamp, and many, many more. Come back. Kid. Cover the song originally done by 13 year old Jimmy Boyd. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. <sighs> what year yeah. did the original debut? Matt said. 1960. Damn. And so did Jim. 1960. Oh, 1952. They <laughs> each get a point. But not oh. enough. Matt wins. wins the game. Right, Don't Matt. tell his wife. Great job. Good nope. job. Thanks for playing that regular round he of closest to the pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. God, there's so pin, many pin, things to so talk many about. Things. These fires in Southern California, absolutely heartbreaking. We've got Al Franken resigning, probably quitting the United States Senate tomorrow. See ya. Uh, the president of the United States with a mush mouth at the end of his announcement. He's recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And there's an oh my God moment that I'll Well, I'll tell you about it with Scott Maxwell. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Four people tried to climb the Tree of Life at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Apparently, security swiftly brought them down. No one is sure what happened after that. They probably got dragged out through the secret tunnels, though. Next, police in Australia are on the hunt for a burglar that stole a life-size sex doll. Crikey. He better be treating her nice mate. Make that pretend Sheila some shrimp on the bobby. Finally, speaking of burglars, a burglar in Scranton, Pennsylvania fell through a ceiling while trying to escape from police through a crawl space. I wonder if he had been trying to break into Dunder Mifflin to steal paper. Hashtag the office. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. Keep Big Daddy in your pants wherever you Coming go up with the next free iHeartRadio this- app. And transmission. A conversation with Scott Maxwell. From the You are listening to the Phillips file on Real Radio. Real Radio 104.1
Maxwell, of course, writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel, and every Wednesday at this time, he joins us for a bit of conversation, much of it centering on what he is writing in his column. Please welcome Scott Maxwell back to the program. I have, uh, it's Oh My God news. Uh, oh. You, you might agree. Uh-oh. I just, you know, I want to set my hair on fire. Let me see okay. if I can find the story here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, as a matter of fact, this is being, being reported by Hal Bodeker. Oh, I need Sentinel. to look at our website. Uh, one New York Times critic says the Florida Project is the best movie of the year. Oh, no. And the other <laughs> chief critic of the New York Times ranks uh-huh. it number four. Oh. Well, it must have been a piss-poor year for movies then. <laughs> Jim, oh, you my, can't say that. Oh, my God. You hated it. The, I didn't hate it. I, did, I just didn't Doesn't think it. Like was, you liked it. No, he sure didn't. I like parts of it, but I didn't. I don't think it's the best movie of the year. Oh my God! All right, let me say this. I think that people in Central Florida should see that movie. I also, however, agree with you. It's not the best movie of the year. Best movie of the year. Better than Dunkirk for crying out loud. Better than Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder that Woman. was a blockbuster. Female empowerment, what? Maxwell, get on board. Better, yeah. th- better than Lady. Yeah, I know. Hashtag me too. But I uh... <laughs> better than Lady Bird. Or, oh, uh... I want to see that too. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-mm. No, uh, yeah, no. I'm not gonna say it's the best thing, but I, I told you what I liked. The best thing I saw this year, but the thing that I think I liked about the Florida Project is I found myself thinking about it. Hours, days, and weeks afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the sign of something that leaves with you. And let me tell you, Jim, I was entertained by Wonder Woman for two hours, but it wasn't two weeks later I was thinking, God, what message, what messaging I really took away from that. Oh, you think that you think that the Florida Project was better than War for the Planet of the Apes? Come on now. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I saw that. I've seen every one of those. Yeah, I like Woody Harrelson. i got to tell you, I will see anything with Woody Harrelson. You will? Zombieland, spectacular. Hey, let me move on. Um, Your uh, column today essentially is a column about how the state legislature, here we go again, is monkeying around with uh, the idea of changing rules, regulations, ordinances, laws, whatever you want to call them, as Mm -hmm. it relates to book banning in the public schools. So I'll let you take it from there. Yes, so uh, in most parts of America, discussions about things like book banning and witch burning mm-hmm. ended a couple of centuries ago. But here in Florida, they are alive and well, and in fact, they are thriving. Uh, for most all of time, there's been a way if parents uh, were concerned about something their children were reading, you could uh, – well, first of all, you could do what I do. I know this is a radical idea. You could actually have a freaking discussion with your child. Mm-hmm. I know – 
that uh, that is a shocking idea. But a lot of people, if they're particularly if they're anti-evolutionists, they're just terrified that their children might be exposed to a scientific theory or fact that doesn't fit their preconceived notion. So that's what the Florida legislature has tried to embolden the book banners. And what they passed uh, this past session was a, was a law that said not only could parents, who already have plenty of ways they can file formal complaints, but it encouraged outside activists to file complaints to get books banned. And it would demand they get a hearing officer and all this sort of stuff. The idea being that I've already pulled my kids out of school so they won't be exposed to horrible things like science and climate change. But now I want to make sure your kids aren't exposed to it, too. So that's what we did last year. And that sort of had left our knuckles scraping around the sidewalk while we were walking around. And now this year, they want to put that on steroids by letting those same people who first want to ban books to suggest new books. And Jim, it doesn't matter what the hell those books say. This new law, if it passes, this is by a Byron Donalds out of Naples, who, by the way, happens to be part of a charter school uh, movement, says that anybody would have a right to file, file a request for a new book to be taught, and without any screening whatsoever, every school district would be required to solicit bids to get that book. It doesn't matter if the book says... Uh, I don't know, the best way to have oral sex as a teenager or the best way to shoot up a school or why the earth is flat. No matter what, if Representative Byron Donalds gets his way, the school boards will have to solicit bids for those books. So they'll have to review it. Now, does this apply to voucher schools or charter schools in the Sunshine State? Interesting, Jim, because you would think so, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if the argument of these folks is that uh, this is all taxpayer-funded money, then it should be the same for all schools. But, Jim, it will shock you to learn that no. for They have exempted from both the book-banning law that's already passed and for the, what I guess we'd call it, book-suggesting uh, law they are proposing, charter schools and voucher schools, which are absolutely funded with tax dollars, what's uh, also uh, are exempted, so they won't have to play by the same rules. Where does this all come from? I mean, what, 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 what is the catalyst? I always felt, and I still do, I mean, on the other side of the coin, to a degree, the fastest way to get a kid to read a book is to, is to have it banned. You know, yeah. The fastest way to get a, a kid to read a book is for a parent to say, you can't read that. Well, yeah. of course they're going to look. Then they say, okay, here we go. They want to get their hands on it. So you're, you're asking a very legitimate question, because I've struggled with this a bit, because at the end of the day, um, these laws require a hearing officer, they require districts to hire people to do all this stuff, but it doesn't require them to necessarily ban a book or uh, implement a new book at the end of the day. So what it really does is it just creates a big mess in the schools, mm -hmm. and that's what I really believe this is about. It's about two things. It's about saving this uh, choice movement, this anti-intellectual movement. That you know, not that doesn't want science, doesn't want evolution, doesn't want climate change, anything taught. Just doesn't even want these ideas discussed. It's trying to save that crowd. Say, hey, you know, give them a wink, and I'm gonna give you a way to get it in. And it's also just trying to create a mess because they love to bog public schools down with tests. They love to make a mess so that they can go. You know what? Things are really looking bad in these public schools. Not admitting the fact they're the ones making a bad, right. and then say, hey. Wouldn't you like a voucher school? No, Wouldn't you like I, a charter school instead? No, I believe it's by design. I, I do believe this. I'm more cynical than you are, and you're pretty damn cynical sometimes. I think, no, I think they get out there and they muddy it up as much as they can, uh, the public school system, so they can go back before the voters because the vo voters have short memories or short attention spans, and they say, I, you know, these public schools, they are a mess, and you've got to reelect me because I'm going to do everything in my power to straighten this out. Then they get to Tallahassee and screw it up some more so they can go 
back before the voters and say, oh, we got to do something about this. The teachers, the administration, the books, this, that, the public school system. What a joke. What a disgrace. And vote for me and I'll clean it up. And they never do. They never, ever yeah, do. Absolutely. And so I uh, we do this thing called uh, Orlando News Now every day at noon. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, often I will talk uh, with, uh, with, the, uh, with the Fox anchors when we put a little video uh, at the end of our segment. And yesterday at the end of the segment, the uh, host said, so Scott, what's going to happen next for this bill? And that's where usually uh, I'm supposed to offer a little bit of hope. And I said, Rich, I just got to tell you, I basically said, I can't tell you because the same dumbasses in this state keep voting for the same dumbasses to run this state. And they've done it every time before. And I see no indication they're going to do anything differently this time. And uh, I got to tell you, people have got to start waking up. I get notes all the time. Every time I write one of these columns, they go, oh, my goodness, that is just awful. What can we do? And I say, well, who did you vote for? Uh, I don't know. Have you made any contact with any of the local legislators to at least ask, sure. you know, if you could ban, if you, you know, if you could, if you could introduce a book, what would it be? Or if you had the power, uh, senator or representative, whatever your name is, to ban a book, just what book would you ban? Well, they don't like to talk about when I get into the specifics of the policy. Of uh, and in, in today's case, I mentioned there were a couple of them, Republican Rep Scott Plakon and Democratic Rep. This one also had some Democratic support from charter school uh, supporters and voucher school supporters, Bruce Antone. And I basically just said, hey, here are some points that I don't think anybody can argue are uh, double standards. Can you explain yourself? And neither one of them uh, felt compelled to do so. I'm going to submit because they can't because there aren't any good. So the answer to your question is they usually just dodge those questions. All right. Let me move. Have you put any attention to this Eatonville police officer who uh, got uh, his employment terminated last night? There's been, you know, of course, it all stems from the Pulse shooting tragedy, the massacre a year and a half ago. And uh, have you paid any attention? Any thoughts on this? I read today's story. That's about all. And we have one something similar, at least with OPD. I'm just wondering, I mean, in the case of the Eatonville police officer, you know, a handy excuse for a lot of these people, well, we can't talk about it because it's a personnel issue and we're prohibited by law, we're afraid of a lawsuit, whatever the case might be, or it's going to be litigated. So they don't want to say anything. And I, I understand that to a degree. Just wondering whether there's something, you know, some backstory here where they said, look, we had no alternative to let this guy go. But on its face value, it looks like they're. Just yeah, that's. Uh, I, I mean, that's kind of why I don't jump into these kind of things. Uh, I and yeah, you know, uh, knock yourself that's, out. Yeah, that's but why that, I'm here. Why don't I don't jump in arm swinging about either the OPD one or Eatonville? Because basically, it's somebody saying uh, a PTSD uh, claim, and I certainly am in no position to you know adjudicate the the validity of that. Uh, and then there's personnel issues where we aren't don't get the full story, and I think I'd be in a tough position to say this was the right thing or a wrong thing. I think usually the we ultimately end up getting more of the story by the end, but it, it, it I, I would caution anyone to rush to too much judgment on these things. How many times yeah. have you ridden Sunrail? Zero. Stop oh, it. Only z- zero. I, I haven't been on a Only, Only <laughs> like, on never, vac- ever? I'm going to be on vacation Friday. Why yeah. don't we get a bucket of chicken and we'll just go for a ride? Oh, my God. That'd be... F- okay, you but should why do we it. take chicken? Why not? He wants to take so chicken. It's like a picnic. I don't know. Can, I mean, we go get, can we go somewhere and eat some, go like, up to DeLand or DeBerry or wherever the hell it stops up there and eat something there? I guess we could. We get sure. in the winter park and we'll shoot up yeah. to wherever it goes and then, uh, and oh, then come boy. back. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there are. You don't sound too excited uh, about the that. numbers have no, not he's gone not up. Do it. No, they're not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that, but uh, I maybe not Friday. But, well, I'm off for uh, three weeks, but um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we can definitely do that though. Yeah, yeah, why not? What was I? I lost, just lost my train. Train. Oh, yeah. Nobody's three, riding in, it. In three years, yeah. ridership has not gone up. And am I correct no. in saying that in three years the locals have to take over ownership mm-hmm. of Sunrail and fund it we on are, their own? We are going to be paying through the nose. Yes. Mm. Now, now before people scream bloody murder, because uh, I mean, there's some issues here. But people go, "Oh my God, that thing loses money." I always say, "Hey, how much do you think Colonial Drive makes?" I mean. That, that's the way that's transportation point. doesn't make money, unless you told them people don't like that either. So, uh, yeah. But, yes, there's going to be a boatload of costs shifted onto basically Orange, Osceola, and Seminole counties. And one of the things I have proposed, you and I have discussed before, is that right now we are pulling in about a quarter billion dollars a year in hotel taxes. Right, that right now we are spending almost exclusively on the uh, uh, convention center and tourism advertising and the downtown venues. Peel off a portion of that would be rather rather than you and I and all your listeners and my readers uh, pay that bill. Yeah, yeah, I wonder how that battle will go. You know, the municipalities will say, we don't benefit, we don't benefit off of a SunRail. We're not, we'd like that money to build a new uh, this or that or pave a road. You know how that well, works. If you read today, if you looked at today's story, we had a story about how the writer, which I imagine you prompted you to think about this, uh, the, how the ridership hasn't gone up. The, the other cities and, and counties have two complaints. They're like, we don't like it, but also we want more of it. I mean, yeah. that's what the people in Volusia were saying, and in Osceola. They want more stops, and I think they're kind of right on both counts. I mean, the stuff doesn't work until it runs everywhere. It needs to go to the airport. It does. The airport is the, is the biggest destination. That will not only serve tourists, it'll get the cars off the road, because that's, that they end up on the road. So uh, it's this conundrum where you need to spend more to get people to use it more, but right now everybody's sort of poopy pants about how there's only, what is it, two or 3,000 <laughs> people a day riding it. Right, right, so, right. I mean, yeah, what's the, buses uh, yeah, carry more I, people. I get lost in the... In, the, in, in, the, in all the details, but what was always the uh, the objection to, to connecting SunRail to the airport? Was it the transportation companies, the taxi companies, uh-huh. the, the bus system? What was it? There is no doubt that the taxi and transportation companies uh, had an objection, but I don't think that was the main one. I think the main objection was a political one, that the people of Central Florida were going to uh, reject the notion of spending a billion dollars on a train meant for tourists. Now, you and I can talk about, hey, it's going to help you by getting people off the roads, but that's what it was perceived was as a tourist train. So the idea was we go ahead and get the spine, that's what they call it, uh, done first, and then we uh, go out from there. And that, and that makes some sense, but right now there's not a plan, I don't think. Uh, a concrete plan to get all that done. All right, one more thing before we let you go, and I know we talked about this before, but bring us up to speed about John Morgan and the Democratic Party. John Morgan, of course, the lawyer that everybody knows, you know, for the people. Of course. And a huge, one of the biggest Democratic fundraisers, not in Florida, but in the entire nation. And he's, I guess, removed himself from the Democratic Party. He's announced he won't run for governor, at least not as a as a Democrat. What's the latest, if there's anything new with him? It looks pretty, uh, even more so like he won't be running, because he did that fudging, and that's what we talked about last week. He sort of said, I'm not going to, everybody wrote he's not going to run for governor, and then he fudged it to say, well, what I said was I'm not going to run for governor as a Democrat. And I think that's technically where he still is, but it looks like he's moved further away from uh, running at all. And one of the things I noticed uh, to just today was I saw other Democratic candidates uh, like Chris King, the one from here in Orlando. We're going to have to pay, keep an eye on him. There's more to uh, – he, he could be an interesting uh, guy uh, starting to sort of butter up 
or, or praise Morgan and public, which said to me that there's there's going to be a Morgan primary. You've heard of the Sheldon Adelson primary for yeah, yeah. Uh, for Republicans in the uh, the presidential race. I, I I think it's sort of understood that Morgan is now out, but there are a lot of people who would still like to have his endorsement and the money that comes with it. All right, what's coming up in the next column? Yeah, tomorrow's column. I, this is interesting one. It's about Disney. You may have seen Disney is battling with its uh, employees right, right now over wages. Right. But one, I tried to take a step back from that, and, do, and one of the two. Things, main things I took away was everybody. We're, we're talking about fifty cents an hour, and just stop and think about this. I mean, these, these are wages that are ten dollars, eleven dollars, twelve dollars an hour, and we're talking about fifty cents. That amount of money makes a big difference. I'm not trying to minimize that at all for those employees, but in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't do squat. This is this is a debate over wages that are reflective of Orlando's overall economy and, and and it's a low wage business that's part of a low wage industry and if you one of the things we got and that I have in my column tomorrow that I'd never seen before is an actual breakdown of all the employees salaries out there and I think we all generally knew they were uh, low but when you right. see the numbers like there are uh, 11,000 people making between $10 and 10.99 an hour all full time that we're talking about here these are not part time these aren't high school kids i mean this shows why we have a community full of people who work full time time and yet still live on the edge financially. Now, the union's looking for a 50 cent an hour increase, or is Disney saying, we'll give you a 50 cent an hour decrease, and the unions are saying, shove it? Yeah, it's the latter. Disney's offered a 50 cent. The, the unions out. are saying, uh, from the highest point, and they ain't going to get there, they would like a $15 per hour and they uh, for anybody who's worked there at least three years. Uh, that's what they're pushing for, and Disney's looking at something that's like three to five percent. And and I think there's a quote from one of the uh, I got it up here somewhere from the Disney leader that says uh, uh, a ten dollar an hour uh, employee who gets a fifty cent raise is still a poor employee, a po- an impoverished employee. Is anyone talking about a labor action, a strike, or a slowdown, or is there any kind of whispers about that? I think they're always talking about it, but I don't think it's reached that point. They've got uh, another deadline coming up, December nineteenth, twentieth, uh, something like that. And uh, so, no, I don't. I, it could happen, but these guys are organized and they're feisty. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I, I just, I just think people should pay attention to these numbers because it tells the story of everything. It's, it's everything's not a fairy tale, despite what our leaders like to say economically. Yeah, got that right. Good job. Thanks a lot for joining All right. us. My God, hey, enjoy. I'm going to get with you about that sun rail, but okay. enjoy your days off. All right, we'll do that. I promise. You got All right. it. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. He joins us every Wednesday, one of the most powerful people in the region. There's no question about that. Take a little break. Shot Doctor's coming in for Shot Doctor Casting Call and Shot Doctor Beatdown next on Real Radio 104.1. So you weren't the 10th caller and you didn't win the prize you wanted from your favorite radio station. Boo friggin' who? There's still a way for you to win. RealRadio.fm keyword contest. Somebody's got to win. Might as well be you. But baby, it's cold outside. But baby, it's cold outside. Been hoping that you drop in. I'll hold your hands, they're just like ice. Beautiful, what's your Listen to the fireplace roar. Beautiful, please don't hurry. Todd Douglas here. From um, FM 96.9, Orlando Sports Leader. Jim. Game, um, you have to say the game. Oh, the game, yeah. Yeah, Pinkman and I were just, as we were 
you know, listening to this song, yeah. thinking mm-hmm. that maybe we should come up with our own version, a cover of it, with Shot Doctor and Moira. Singing oh, I love parts. that. Sure. Yeah. Sounds good to me. We'll get him in a studio. We're singing? Yeah. Sure. I can no. sing. Yeah. Do it when I'm gone. Well, okay. Well, no problem. Next week, Shot Doctor won't be here because he'll be covering the uh, winter baseball meetings right. for Major League Baseball. But the following Wednesday, maybe we can do it live on the program. Uh, awesome. I'll leave it up to you. I can sing. Shot Doctor, what was the major <laughs> topic of discussion today? Talking about Scott Frost still? The Scott Frost topic is still going to be with us. The Josh Heupel topic from yesterday was still being brought up. And a lot of Florida State fans. Uh, still talking about the new coach over there, Willie Taggart. This is good stuff. The Scott Frost stuff especially. You think the Scott Frost should coach the uh, no. Knights in the Peach Bowl? No. What? Why not? I want a UCF man coaching UCF. Mm. I don't want the Nebraska coach coaching UCF. Good I want point. a UCF man coaching UCF. Does anybody agree with you, or are you all alone out there? It's about 50-50. Is it really? It's mm. about 50-50. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Part of it is the fact they feel that this is this is still Scott Frost's team. It is. And part of it they feel is that Scott Frost gives them a better chance to win. Mm-hmm. But there's a few things about this. Bottom line is this. What's that? I want a UCF man coaching UCF, not the Nebraska coach. That's a little bit old school. That's a good well, that's a good point. I I kind of I kind of agree with you. And plus, you know, that's 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 dicey. You he know? got you're him this far up, though. You're going up against a big SEC no. team. Mm-mm. And he's the head coach for Nebraska. I mean, that hurt kind of, you know, if you get beat no. by uh, by Auburn, that kind of get a little chink it's, in the chink in the little chink of the resume. That's all. I think it's a no lose situation for everyone yeah. if UCF loses that game because Scott Frost can say, "Well, it wasn't my Nebraska team; it was UCF." Uh, and uh, Josh Heupel says, "Well, I didn't coach the team; that wasn't my team." You know, so no one really has to take the stain of a loss except the players who will live with that loss. Oh, that would hurt his reputation if he said, I mean, there's reputation. It's said, well, you know what, it's not my team. I just kind of came in from Lincoln to, to coach it during the Peach Bowl. Well, he wouldn't say it, but, you no. know, it would be, you know, it well, would be like, He you know, got him this far. Wink, wink. Is he going to, like, abandon them as they got? This is the honor of, of, of an undefeated team. Well, the day he signed with that, with Nebraska, he said goodbye. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm... I don't agree with his shot, Doctor. And he even pitched it as doing this, coaching UCF in the Peach Bowl, could also be tied into him recruiting in the Southeast for Nebraska. There's a lot to happen between now and game day. It's going to be interesting to see what shakes out. Right, Shot? That is correct. And if I'm the athletic director, I want a UCF man coaching my team, period. If I could get a good ticket, I wouldn't mind going with that game. It's going to be a great game. And the thing you is, if, you, if you're in Atlanta over the weekend, I think, I think Auburn. You know, I'm gonna you know, look. I'm rooting for UCF. This is my hometown team, but uh, you know, you're going up against Auburn. I think they're coming in with a grudge. I think, and I think the coach will remind his players, "Hey, remember that loss to Georgia? Remember losing the SEC championship? You're gonna lose to these guys from where? From what? Orlando? You're gonna lose to Mickey Mouse? I mean, that'll be the. That's gonna be the. You know, the the locker room talk." That's right. Auburn went from one game where they could have beaten Georgia and be and being playing yeah. in the in the playoffs right. to playing in what's going to be a great Peach Bowl. So, what do you think it'll be? What the hell? You know, we missed out on you know a national championship. So, who cares? It's up to Coach Gus Malzone to make sure that does not happen. Well, what do you think is going to happen? I think Auburn's going to come to play. UCF's going to come to play. Yeah. And it all depends who's coaching UCF. You see that? I make my decision on who's going to win the game. 
And who's coaching UCF? Well, who's out there now coaching? I mean, who's out there helping the team? I mean, right now, because Scott Frost took all his assistant coaches, right? Didn't he? Take not all, coach? but two. Most of them. All right, it's, most of them. Right shipped now, them off to Lincoln. So who's out there? Right now, Troy Walters, who is the offensive coordinator of UCF, is the yeah. interim head coach. Sean Beckton, the tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator, still here also. Okay. So they're they're in charge of the program right now. Coach Heupel's here too. John Hitt out there, and maybe an assistant professor from the archaeology department. Mm. All right, let's uh, move on to Shot Doctor casting call. You know what we do for this. We I find a movie, then I take a scene from the movie, and then Shot Doctor and various actors on the program act it out on the air. And uh, just let us know if you think you know the identity of the movie. That's Real Mobile 77031. It's as simple as that. You don't win anything. It's just the way it is. Shot Doctor, you ready for this one? I live in a state of readiness. I know you do. This is, at least as far as I'm concerned, the last casting call for 2017. Hmm. And you won't be here next Wednesday. No. Wednesday after that, we'll sing Christmas carols with Shot Doctor. <laughs> yeah, so this is the last ca- real this casting call. We're going to go out strong. All right, is everybody ready? Everybody knows their places. Hold on just a minute there, Mo. Don't get too excited. I need the cable set aside. The lighting is perfect. The camera is rolling. All actors are in their places. You know your marks. And we arrived in Los Angeles and met McManus's fence, Redfoot. He had a good reputation. Seemed like a good guy. Still, he should have known better. How you doing? Good. You? Not bad. Can't complain. How's it going? Fenster. Don't need to open it, right? You must be Keaton. Redfoot, Dean Keaton. Todd Hockney, and Verbal Kent. Verbal, the man with the plan. Interested in any more work? We're always looking for extra work. We're on vacation. Well, that's too bad. I got a ton of work, and I don't have any good people like you guys. Uh, What's the job? A jeweler out of Texas named Saul. Now, he rents a suite in some downtown hotel. He does free appraisals for people. Anyway, the word is, he carries around a lot of cash. So I figure, I keep the merchandise, you keep the green, simple. What about security? Bodyguards. Nothing you can't handle. Give me time to check it out. I'd expect nothing less from you, man. Good to see you. We'll call you. Hey, enjoy L.A. Get yourself laid. Hey, a friend of mine in New York tells me that you know, that you knew Spook Hollis. The way I hear it? He did time with old Spook. Good man, wasn't he? I used to run dope for him. Too bad he got shivved. Yeah, I shivved him. Better you hear it from me now than from somebody else later. I appreciate that. Now, just out of curiosity, was it business or personal? Bit of both. Well, like I said, you give me a call if you're interested. All right? Cut. Not too bad. Hey, no comfort. I'm not saying it's not your best, but... That was a good One solid. One of the better ones. Good, a solid, solid performance perf- shot, Doctor. Solid, solid. performance. I was solid. I, I was dominant. I was perfect. What? I was electric. Yeah, You're a right. A little bit. A little bit. Not. not oh complete, my God! I was. I was L.A. Cole. Uh, I was yeah. laid back. I think he's right. He was perfect. I Two was, straight years with no jimmies. I was voluptuous oh, oh, oh. and I was embalmed. That was tremendous. Oh, embalmed. 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 You had a little bit of that Southern California cool. Not a lot, but very cool more Southern California stuff than I expected. Pineapple Express. Was that the movie? Super bad. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> let's see. 2001 A Space Odyssey. No. Uh, let's see. The Lion King. No. Uh, the Last Casting Call. Uh, well, yes. Well, <laughs> The Jungle Book. L.A. Story. 
Anything? Anyone? No. Nope, None nope, of these. Nope, 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 nope. Wow. Uh, Deep Throat. Fifo goes west. Yeah, Dean Keaton. Come on, Verbal no. Kent. Come no, no, on, no, 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 no. That's Come not on, it. everybody. Got Verbal it. Kent. Oh wait, somebody Got has it. Hold it. Yep. Cars three. No, that isn't it. Well, Megan and many others are guessing the usual suspect. Yeah, usual suspect. Mm. You ever seen this movie? Woo. Not until today. <laughs> you would enjoy this movie. I don't know if you could follow it, but I think you'd enjoy it. <laughs> what did you mean by that? Oh, it's over your head. Oh. I am a mental genius. I can follow anything. You ever see this movie? I keep asking you, Pinkman, if you ever saw this movie the whole way through. Yes. Oh, you did. It's a okay. good movie. It is a good really movie. good movie. We did our promo shot That's one true. year like that. Yeah, wasn't too bad. All right, good job there, shot doctor. I was California cool, very laid back. I was enthralled and embalmed the I whole like that, time. Uh, I was Venice Beach, laid back, Muscle Beach, cool. <laughs> That's what I am. Mm-hmm. That's what I denote. What's so funny about that? Nothing. I'm not laughing. Nothing is funny about that. You denote stuff. I like it. Good for you. What else is happening in the sports world? You got a good 30 seconds to let me know. Let's see. The Willie Taggart situation of Florida State. They got a lot of talk today. Florida State fans are about 50-50 on this one. uh, Goodell got an extension on his contract, right? Yeah, that one was coming. Oh, yeah. And $200 million. He's done done very well for himself. You would think. Get the private plane and the insurance all and that all that stuff. stuff. What happened to the uh, to the argument between him and Jerry Jones? They settled their differences? Well, those guys who are known as them, yeah. they got a hold of Jerry Jones. They told Jerry to Quiet. stop it. Mm. They they muzzled Jerry Jones. Put a sock in it. Yeah. They who, did. Who muzzles? They you did. Know, those guys. Those, those guys? Yeah, those guys. Like, them no, guys. You can't do that. Oh, yes. They See, did. Those guys? Nobody stops them. I don't uh-huh. like those guys. Those guys, no sure. way! Don't even go there. You can't go there. You can't say things like that. They, well, they somebody did. Somebody said it. Somebody told Jerry Jones you got to zip. No, it. they did. Those yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. When those guys come in and they talk to you, guess what? You do what they say. I don't know who those guys are. You I, know who? Well, those I are. worked for one of those guys when I was a teenager, but he wasn't like. You don't see those them. guys. No, you don't see them. I mean, like wise guys. They're very quiet people. They they more come. than wise guys. They're more than you're wise tell, guys. You're telling they, me that somebody like got on the horn and went to Dallas and said, "Hey, we're gonna have a sit down, and this is the way it's gonna go. We're hey, gonna have Jerry. a we're gonna have a one way conversation, yeah. meaning I'm talking and you're listening, and this is the way it's gonna be." That's what happened. Get out of here. That's what happened. They shut Jerry up right away. Jerry Jerry got the message right away. When those guys talk, that's what happens. Those, those guys, guys from somewhere else, or those guys in Texas? No, those guys from somewhere else. Maybe so, you coming know, in from Kansas. You, you know you where know? they're from. Those guys. You don't ever know where they're from? Nobody stops them. Oh, boy. They do the stopping. No kidding. And when they come in, to, when they come in and tell somebody to shut up, that's the end of that. <laughs> Did Roger Goodell know about this? Uh, I don't think so, but it happened anyway. You think they wear sharkskin suits? and uh... They wear really fancy suits. They're very paid well, and they, they, they get their point across really good. What do they have for lunch? Whatever they want. Some ziti? Uh, sometimes it's that. It could be linguine with clam sauce. Those guys. <laughs> Those guys. They're very powerful guys. Yeah. Wow. They visited Jerry Jones. Not linguine and, with have clam you noticed sauce. how quiet Jerry Jones has been the last two weeks? Yeah, I did. He got after, nervous. After they're busy, you know, Jerry Jones hasn't said a word. No, yeah. They took it. care of that. Hey, Oof. what are we having for lunch? Uh, get a little gabagool and a little You know what I'm saying? You don't want to mess with those guys. All right, it's a shot doctor. We'll get to shot doctor uh, beatdown next on Real Radio 104.1. You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio 104.1. Someday at Christmas, man, won't be 
doctor is uh, with us. Got through uh, casting call. Pretty good performance. Not not the best, but but pretty good. I thought you had an element of California cool, some Southern California cool. On a one to ten scale, Jim, I had a twelve and a half. I was that good. <laughs> you know what offense is. I do not know what that is. In the criminal world, you know what offense is. Offense. Offense. What does that mean? You're well. You were playing offense in that scene. Oh, I know what you mean. Okay, right. Yeah, you're the middleman. Selling stuff. That's kind of where you want to be. Yeah, you get the stuff, you rob the stuff, you steal the stuff, and, you know, I buy it off you maybe, or, you know, and then I resell it for a profit. I did a tremendous job, right? didn't I? Yeah, you did okay. Very happy with this. Are you ready for uh, Shot Dr. Beatdown? I'm undefeated. All right, Mo, if you'll keep score, if you don't mind. Oh, no. yes, uh, sir. Thanks to Mark Quinn for the questions. Thank you, Mark. Here we go. Let's get it underway. ESPN staff writer Adam Rittenberg is predicting Auburn over at UCF in the Peach Bowl. What is his score prediction? 37-17. 43-34. Speaking of the Peach Bowl, Mr. Jimmy's Gators played and lost to Miami. Uh, what year was that in the Peach Bowl? What year? 1998. It was 2004. Score 27-10. Mm-hmm. Who did Jack's uh, Raiders play this week? Kansas City. Yeah, there you nice. go. All right. Both teams, what's their record? Six and six. Point? Yeah, wow, give them extra double points. Point. Two-part question, which NFL quarterback hinted that he may retire after the season, and what did he say about his son? Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah? Yeah. He said he wants his son not to play tackle football. That's correct. All these guys don't want any. They don't, nope. you know, they know the deal, right? They know yeah. the deal about It bangs your football. head around. Mm-hmm. They never say they want their sons to play football. Nope, play golf, he said. There we go, question five. Wow, the Magic actually beat the Knicks last Sunday. Who do they play tonight? Atlanta. That's very mm-hmm. good. Two-part question. And again on the Peach Bowl, who won it last year and what was the final score? Uh, let's see. Georgia 47, Idaho 32. Mm-hmm. Alabama over Washington 24-7. to In Major League Baseball sports history 25 years ago, Today, which player signed with the San Francisco Giants? Barry Bonds. That's correct. Good job. Two-part question last Saturday. Moe's Hotspurs played Watford. What was the final score? Three to two. And what place are the Hotspurs in? Fifth. Is one, one, they're in sixth. Watford is in eighth. On the 96.9 The Game website under Sports Top Stories, there's an article on O.J. Simpson. What is it about? What he's doing right now since he's out of prison. Oh, you got to get a little bit more specific. Uh, his golf game. No, he was bragging about the fact that he still has a Heisman Trophy vote, and he used it. Question number 10, we will miss Scott Frost. Who did UCF hire as their new head football coach? Josh Heupel. That's easy. Oh, Just give him a half go. a point. That was too easy. All right. Two-part question, could Tiger actually be coming back? Who did he tie with in the Hero World Challenge, and who won the tournament? Dustin Johnson he tied with. And Ricky Fowler won. No. Ricky won, yes. Matt Kuchar and Ricky Fowler. They tied for what position? Eighth. Ninth. Mm-mm. Here we got a page two. This is where you really usually go downhill. <laughs> Clemson has a pretty good shot. What are you sweating again, Mo? Oh, uh, dying over here. Boy, you're really going through it. <laughs> Try acupuncture. The good news, it'll be over within about 10 or 15 oh, years. Oh, my God. Clemson has a pretty good shot at the national championship against Shot Doctor. Other than last year beating Alabama, what year was the last time they won the championship? 1981. Very yeah, good. Yeah, there it is. Very good. Who did they beat? 
Mm. Extra points. Alabama. No, mm-hmm. Nebraska. What was the score for real extra points? 34-10. No, it was 22-15. Ask, right. ask me who coached uh, Clemson in 1981 I'm not gonna do that. for five points. Joe, Jack, hope you are okay with it. Shot, who did the Yanks just name as their new manager? Aaron Boone. Very good. There yeah. you go. The uh-huh. last two-part question shot, which CFL team won the Grey Cup, and what was the final score? The Saskatchewan Rough Riders won the, won the Grey Cup. I'm sorry. It was Toronto Argonauts, 27-24. They beat the Calgary Stampeders. Oh, that's silly. <clears throat> it's Canadian football. I understand what it is, but still If silly. Aaron Boone was a crow, how many miles would he need to fly from La Mesa, California, his birthplace, to get his new job at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx? This is driving miles. 3,050. That was 2,787. Points. Bonus on the oh, NCAA college football playoffs and championship. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Many say, thank God the BCS is gone as of 2013. What year did the BSC system start? 1998. Correct. That's good. The championship will be in Atlanta on January 8th. Cities need to submit a bid similar to bidding for a Super Bowl site. What year does the championship game come back to Florida? That'll be in Tampa in 2021. That is, is absolutely, uh, it's going to be at the Miami Gardens. Right. No, I'm going to give you a full point on that. That's part. what I meant. The championship goes back to a vi- goes back a very long way. What year was the first one? Uh, 1913. No, way before that. How many times have Mr. Jimmy's Gators won the national championship, and can you name the years? Ah, uh, Three. Yeah, three is Maybe right. Years. 96. Uh-huh. That's one. 05 and 08. No, oh, 06 it's 06 and 08. 08. Oh, Sorry, I knew that. I knew points. that. Oh. I missed the middle one. One oh, for Jack, wow. true or false. Uh, go with Jack or go against him. Okay. Here's the question. Prior to hiring Aaron Boone, the Yankees interviewed Rob Thompson, Eric Widge, Hensley Mullins, and Chris Howard. Is that true or false? False. Uh, I would say that's false. But Jack has to say. Okay, so I say false, and then Shot has to agree or disagree. I agree with him because there's a name in there that they did not interview. All right, I'm just going to – here's what's written. Prior to hiring Aaron Boone, the Yanks interviewed Rob Thompson, Eric Wedge, Hansley Mullins, and Chris Howard. True or false? That's Fa- false. Jack says false? Yeah, Jack says false. I don't false. know one way or the other, but it says you're true. You can argue one way or the other. I'm just saying here's the answer, True. Many above are bench coaches. Wedge is the only one with manager experience with the Mariners from 2011 to 2013. So what's the problem here? Is somebody on there by the name of Chris Howard? Chris yes. Howard. Chris Howard's not interviewed. Chris Howard does not even exist. I saw the guys they interviewed, and Chris Howard was not one of those. So that's why that, that, that whole thing is false. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Prior to hiring, here's the question. Prior to hiring Aaron Boone, the Yanks interviewed Rob Thompson, they did. Thompson, Eric Wedge, they did. Hansley Mullins, yes. and Chris Howard. True no. or false? That makes it false. They never they never interviewed somebody by the name of Chris Howard. Well, we're going false then. Right, we're going to settle that out. We've got to get that squared away, research. Mark Quinn. Got to get that squared away. These guys know their stuff. Who the, hell is Chris, who the hell is Chris Howard? I don't know. One of the three Stooges? I just read them. Chris know. Woodward? It's Chris Woodward they interviewed. That's correct. Chris. Not Chris Howard. Oh, see, yeah, oh, see there it's you go. tricky mistake. Chris yeah. Woodward. He saw Woodward uh-huh. and Howard. I do that all the time. Chris We're Woodward. Right. Chris Woodward was a, is a Dodger third okay, base coach. Right, okay. He was interviewed. Not Chris Howard. That's right. buffoonery. Okay. But Aaron Boone, new Yankee skipper. At least he's got a lot of managerial experience. Does he? Yeah, absolutely. This is his uh, very first 
manager's job, and oh, he's going to be manager of the New York Yankees. Uh, Shaw, oh. what are you having for dinner tonight? <laughs> Let me Lean think cuisine. Here. We're gonna have a turkey. Oh. We're gonna have a turkey sandwich. Yeah. That's always a good time. No, good for you. On a nice Sargento bun with some Thousand Island dressing and uh, some vegetables. You off the chickpeas for a while? Mm-hmm. I'm off the chickpeas. I'm off the uh, prunes. <laughs> all the beans and the prunes and everything else like that. Yeah, no dried fruit for up. a while? Yeah. Oof. You don't need all that. You got to give your system you a, a little settle bit of down. Roughage. Exactly. You know what I mean? I am fibrous nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> duodenum will explode. Oh, my goodness. You know what that? Yeah. Who now? Your duodenum. It's kind of your belly. You know, it's parts of your stomach. I understand. Parts of your intestines, stomach. Yeah. Down in there Wait, somewhere. When you, watch, when you watch sports, do you have snacks? Not usually. No. So you don't have like popcorn or chips? Mm-hmm. Maybe pretzels? Yeah, maybe, maybe Doritos. That's about it. Uh, yeah. That's the probably about it. Mm-hmm. Those cheese no, doodles? No, like Cheetos? Those, those are good, yeah. Another cold slice of pizza? Or if you do, you, Possibly. Go, to the, you go to the kitchen table, right? Yeah. I, I he doesn't, you never, you he never doesn't eat, eat anything anywhere. in your easy right. chair. No eating in the chair. So there are no crumbs down in the... No crumbs. Wow. Not pretzel right, crumbs. Right, right, there, right there on the kitchen counter. with this place is spotless. Mm. It's nice and neat and clean and spotless. And uh, the way that it looks when I left this morning is the way it'll be when I get home. Yeah, okay. Going to vacuum when you get home? Probably. Okay, there you go. Thank you, Shot Doctor. Good job today. Thank you very much. Nice job. Very good. See you later. Okay. Shot Doctor every Wednesday on the Phillips File. It is the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Let's get that check of the news right now. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Thousands of people unfollow John McCain on Twitter after he asked for more followers. Oh, John. Everyone knows you only get followers if you say you don't want them. Reverse psychology, bro. Next. A New York woman is in trouble for smoking weed while parked in the police chief's spot. It's like Ric Flair always said. To be the man you gotta beat the man. Woo. Finally, China is developing a jellyfish shredder to protect its aircraft carriers from jellyfish. Who knew China's biggest enemy would be boneless ocean jelly? Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. Keep Big Daddy in your pants wherever you go with the free iHeartRadio app. And transmission. That's right, and we'll be right there along with Big Daddy if you just download that free iHeartRadio app right now. You can listen to us in addition to all your favorite music anytime, anywhere. All you have to do right now is go to the App Store on your smartphone and go ahead and download our free iHeartRadio app today. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From... You are listening to The Phillips File. Real Radio! 104.1 Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Blitz and blitz and all his reindeer pulling all the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus is coming tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's full with toys for boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle, what a beautiful sight. Jump in bed, cover up your head, cause Santa Claus coming tonight. Here comes Santa Claus. All right, okay. I'd rather hear White Wedding to be absolutely (laughs) honest with you. White Wedding? Why do you say that? Yeah, just, uh, you know, Billy Idol is. It is Billy Idol. Congratulations. How'd you know that? I am, but, you know. 
you know, he's got a pretty good voice. It's not too bad. Yeah. 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 He's in great yeah. shape. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that good. guy. Really? Yeah, it's excellent shape. I don't know what to say about these fires in Southern California, but some of the video, I don't know why people are hitting. I mean, you see the freeway. And cars are heading towards the fires. Now, I guess maybe it skirts the hills where the fires are. But it's like, I think I if I saw came around the corner and saw something like that, it's like, I'm turning around. I can't do it on the freeway, but still at the same time. But you got to go that way. Why? Maybe you got to get past that. Mm. Maybe you're trying to get to your place, your house. Your there is no house. house. Yeah, your you house. Have no house. Well, not everyone on the freeway has a house that was destroyed. If I saw those fires, I'd say, eh, there's a pretty good chance. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting caught in that. Roads remember like the, that remember those fire, Where were those fires? Was it where you were, Pinkman, where people were escaping and there were fire oh, on yeah. both sides of the road and people getting burned up? But it was also in California. Remember those fires in the southern yep. central area of California over the summer? Was the oh, summer? yeah. Was that? Yeah. I think that was the summer. decimated. <sighs> Doesn't seem fun. No, not at all. And Jack, you're right. At least you can prepare for a hurricane. Mm. This thing. What, this, what were wait, you saying? Gobbling up a, an, an acre, acre a, second? a second? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, This wake up in the middle of the night and you have 10 seconds to get out of your house stuff? No, thank you. Mm-mm. Scary business. Anyway, too expensive to live there. Anywhere in California. Well, California, California altogether is so expensive. Pretty much yeah. pretty expensive. Anyway, so there we go. Anything else happening before we move on to PPT? Got some time to kill. Uh, News Junkie Bike Drive is this Friday. So if you uh, you know you have a bike, you can donate a new bike. Or if you plan on buying one, do it early. And then on Friday, bring it by Ace Cafe, downtown Orlando, between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And add it to the collection. We're raising bikes for charity. And also, if you do it between 11 and 12, uh, Moses DeWitt of the DeWitt Law Firm will be doing a bike match. For every bike we bring oh, in, they're going to match a bike. Yeah, so there you go. We really want to hurt Moses. Take them for a ride. <laughs> you seen the photograph of the ghost? Yeah, it's crazy. Cr- it's crazy. Who, too, is uh, posting it. Some other people are posting it as well. Do you see it? It says, uh, Louisiana Plantation Post's viral photo of supernatural sighting. There's a group of uh, six women doing a selfie of some sort. You know, they're together for, I'm not sure mm-hmm. for what yeah, reason. Yeah, girls weekend or something, yeah. And then in the background, you'll see a door or a window, and if you just blow it up, blow up the photograph, there's keep blowing it up, blowing it up, something. blowing it up, and there's like, oh, I don't know. Ooh. And normally I don't believe in stuff like this, but nice try, girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think there's definitely a ghost. Yeah, they got all together. So let's see if we... But whose face is in the window? Well, it could be a poster. I don't know what they they've taken a historical photograph and they've blown it up and they put it in the window and said we saw a ghost. <laughs> Sorry. It does look like a poster. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like something you'd buy at Spencer's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, look, it's Farrah Fawcett. Festive ghost poster. They busted uh, somebody up in Deltona for uh having too many dogs. Like 32 dogs. I'm not sure why that I, I, I never I never I never get that. I I, I don't know whether it starts can't say out no. with people with big hearts and yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And they just can't say no and then all of a sudden it gets out of control and they can't take care of them and the place becomes filthy. Claire Metz 
who's one of the best field reporters that Central Florida's ever had. From Channel 2, more of the dogs removed from two Deltona homes. Investigators believe three people were illegally breeding and selling dogs and puppies they said were pedigree. I just can't. Oh. I can't deal with it. I'm no. sorry. That's sad. It's about the, it is sad. You just, want, you just want to, where are they? Who are they? You just want to give them a pink belly or something. And maybe an Indian burn. Yeah, maybe a good Indian burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, t- a real hard one, Just though. go like, what is that? Yeah, exactly. Get their, yeah, that. Get their attention with a horse-eating corn. Isn't that it, too, where you yeah, take yeah, their hands you and take their, take their yeah, forearm and just them. twist it back yes. and forth? Uh-huh. How does that feel? Those hurt. Dog abuser. Can we say Indian burn anymore? Native oh, American probably burn. Not. Can you say Indian leg wrestle? No. Why not? What if it's, yeah, why not? What why if not? it's out of India? Native American wrestling. Oh. oh, we can't refer to the Cleveland Indians. No, nope. of course we can. Well, Chief Wahoo or whatever. The that's Cleveland they don't know. Al Frank, Al Franken. I said Hal. Al Franken will call it quits tomorrow. Him too. I mean, that's the what everybody's oh, saying. Yeah. President of the United States today uh, said the United States will recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Aye. If you get a chance, because there will be talk about this tonight by the pundits and some other people. His voice changed towards the end of his little speech really? today. Yes, it's noticeable. Some people are saying his dentures came loose. I mean, it, not to... You know, See, I'm a, I didn't get that. It sounded slurred like medicated slurred. It sounded like he had dry mouth from some kind of medicine that you but take. But he didn't start out that way. No, but it they just sounded... Yes. And it sounded mush mouth, and I don't. I thought it was but from medication. Maybe it was just dry mouth, where he didn't want to stop to drink water because of last time it looked really awkward. We still have that cut. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting it ready right now. Hey, yeah, just listen Pinkman's to it. I mean, right on top of it. Significant change from his Ugh. his natural pattern of speaking. Yeah, Pigman's really on that. Yeah, thanks for saving that. Yeah. Well, I had it, and then it disappeared. And yeah, you, you know Whatever. how the, you know how the internet goes. And the fact that we were talking about it, there was no chance that we were going to ask you to play it. Exactly, again. nothing yeah. like Jim would return because the audience changes, and I thought I'd just bring it up for further discussion. But they that's say okay. Every minute, there's a new listener. The vultures, according to Channel 9, have returned to the courthouse downtown. Mm-hmm. And they're going to zap them with some kind of electrified strip. Yeah, they're putting some kind of anti-vulture device. They had it before. They had a problem with vultures when the courthouse the was uh, first constructed, when they completed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And now they're back. All right, we have that drop of, here's uh, President uh, Trump. Trump. That's Sorry. his name. There it is. Yeah, I'll maybe start saying the same thing about you, Joe. <laughs> He's losing it. Well, at least I admit it. (laughs) President Trump uh, today uh, announced that the United States will recognize the city of Jerusalem to be the uh, official capital. They recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Towards the end of his speech, here's how his voice sounded. Israeli and Palestinian, Jewish and Christian and Muslim, to join us in the noble quest for lasting peace. Thank you. God bless you. God bless Israel. God bless. Start that again, right from the beginning. God bless the United right. States. Sorry, we're, we're from the uh, halfway, from the, halfway let in us there. Rethink old assumptions and open our hearts and minds to possible and possibilities. And finally, I ask the leaders of the region, political and religious, Israeli and Palestinian, Jewish and Christian and Muslim, to join us in the noble. Quest for lasting peace. I'm sorry. Thank you. Something's wrong. With yeah, you. something's wrong. Maybe, yeah, maybe a dental work done. I really maybe think it's a denture. It should be Novocaine. 
There's but something, yeah. It sounds, but something's but he didn't start amiss that way. Face. He was clear as a bell, the, the normal, you know, Donald Trump pattern of speech at the beginning, and then it went downhill. Stop picking out my president. I'm just saying, I'm not making it up. I'm not altering his voice. You'll you'll hear it all over the place, fake news. Didn't Alex Jones say that someone was drugging his Diet Coke or something so that they could continue to use him as a puppet? <laughs> oh, puppet. They're unfairly using our president from the fifth ring to hell. Like that guy's a kook. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, really? I, I, think, I, think, I think Alex Jones is now... Purely for entertainment value. I think people, I just get the general idea. Not everybody, but a lot of people have caught on to the act and said, okay, what's mm-hmm. next? And I think he says, I think he's determined, okay, now he knows that everybody knows it's an act. So he just puts out any, everything. Pizza cake. Makes up anything. I've seen the documents. I have sources. I'm so sorry. <laughs> always good for and he's always laugh. pushing he's pushing he is always pushing some kind of stuff you take i don't know whether yeah. it cures male pattern baldness <laughs> or gives you an erection at the same time but all of like, it yep rolled exactly. into one sure super male vitality he's got some he sells yeah, a lot of uh, Dr. supplements Rob. i think dr rob's going to tell you more about them someone said the president sounded like shot doctor a little bit i of think a, he sounds like frank deford a little bit of mush mouth though his dentures. Like, dude, who's Frank DeFord, man? His polygrip came loose. Yeah, I don't know. I think he bend down, turn around, bend down, and just kind of push him back out there. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you. <laughs> His poppy seeds are killing me. <laughs> These darn bagels. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, someone's yelling at me on texting service. Yelling? Real mobile. Screw you, Bradshaw, and your support for Trump. <laughs> Oh, see. <laughs> they nailed that one. All right, let's play some PPT, some person plays the thing, wrap this up. There's the music, what's the prize? A pair of tickets to the Auto Nation Cure Bowl at Camping World Stadium on December 16th. Uh, pre-game concert by Andy Grammer. Uh, all of that starts at about 11 a.m. on Tinker Field, and you can go to realradio.fm keyword cure for more right. info. Let's get this underway. Lee, you're first up. Look at the draw. You get to pick a person, a place, or a thing. Let's go with thing. Let's go with a thing. I haven't been in that category in a while. This thing is often seen with one of the most recognizable figures in the world. Thanks to Brad, by the way, for this category. This thing is often seen with one of the most recognizable figures in the world. A flag. A flag. All right. That's your final answer? Yes. No, nice try, though. Got to say that. Moving on to Glenn. Glenn, clue number two. Though allegedly capable of ridiculous speeds, it is also known for its soft landings. Hmm? Mm. This thing is often uh, seen with one of the most recognizable figures in the world, though allegedly capable of ridiculous speeds. It is also known for its soft landings. Soft landings. Uh, all I can think of is a hot air balloon. But all right. That's not okay. it. That's your final answer. That's not it, but you tried. And that's what counts. Rich, here we go. Clue number three. <clears throat> Despite a couple of stable showrunners, it has appeared as different versions on film. Mm. It has? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Um, gosh. The Batmobile? The Batmobile. That's your Whoa. final answer? Yeah. 
Oh, sorry, not the Batmobile. Ooh. Two to go if you think you know the answer. Texas at Real Mobile 77031. Paul Clinton, number four, Paul. As the year ends, it becomes an important source of transportation, at least in the present tense. A sleigh? Sleigh. Like Santa's sleigh? Yeah. That's your final answer? Yeah. Yeah! There you go, Santa's sleigh. You got it, man. Yeah, good job. That's it. Clue number five, it's so important that NORAD has a dedicated website to help help track it. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, my God. Ho, ho, ho. How about a nice football? Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Get this kid out of here. Can't wait to watch that anymore. I mean, I've seen it so many times. I love it. That's a fun Something else. Something else. Say something else. Can't wait to watch it. No, it's the head off that duck. Did I give anything away? Oh, Oh, that's the end. Right, the Bumpus' dog, because it's all the Bumpus' dog's fault. (laughs) (laughs) And a major award. So many things come from there. Oh. It's uh, a cold classic. It's not even a major cold award. classic anymore. Now oh, it's just yeah. a classic. It was a cold classic yes. when it first came out. It was a didn't bomb. Get much attention at all. It was a yeah. stinker, yeah. Yeah. What Times ripped it apart. Did they? Yeah, way to go, New York Why Times. Why do you think that turned it? Oh, jeez. The two guys. Yeah. What? Two guys? The Florida Project Best Picture of the Year. Are you kidding me? One of the leading critics for the New York Times, a film critic, says the Florida Project that was shown at the Enzian. Yeah. Yeah. Should be considered one of the best, if not the best, film of Ever. the year. You have got to be kidding me. No. That's just outrageous. <laughs> you should now, write ask a me letter. if I saw any other movies last year, this year. You didn't no, see a lot. But I know about them. And I saw this one. Because mm-hmm. everybody was raving. Right, I, I'm not saying it was a terrible movie. It was interesting to a certain degree, certainly because it was Central Florida. Mm. I think maybe if I, you were outside of Central Florida, you would look at this film and say, whatever. Whatever. Seriously. Hello. I mean, there's a connection because we know what's happening with service workers, mm-hmm. you know, in the tourist industry and the lousy wages they make. And Terrible. there are lots of people, thousands of people are living paycheck to paycheck, many of them. In motels and hotels along 192, and um, in in Osceola County and Southern Orange County, mm-hmm. and uh, that 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 that's a fact. But as a movie, mm. movie, yeah. movie, I movie. thought there were some very good performances. But oh, overall, okay. no, I don't know. I don't, mm. I don't think so. Hey, check out this um, on Netflix, Shot in the Dark, and see if you like it. If you have Netflix. Except for the race car sounds they put in, yeah. or whatever you said. Uh, yeah. oh. you know, they're, they're driving automatic cars, but you hear them shifting, and it's just not... Annoying. That, that kind of stuff bothers me. It takes my attention away from the yeah. rest of the document. It's not a documentary. It's a series. Uh-huh. Real life following stringers, television stringers in Los Angeles, and them competing against one another, but it's not some cheesy reality show that you see on the major networks. It's on Netflix called Shot in the Dark. All right, let's get out of here. Good show today. Thank you very much. Thanks to Scott Maxwell for joining us. Thanks to Shot Doctor for helping us out as well. We're back tomorrow 
A Thursday edition of the Phillips File starts at 3, right after Sean. He's with Sabrina and Celine. They follow, he's the news junkie with Sabrina and Celine. They follow the monsters in uh, the morning, among other things, tomorrow. The five-minute professor. Tonight, eat dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. Good night, Penny. Good night, Will. Remember, brush your teeth.